Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic show, Poetry Show. Happy October. Happy all things debaucherously pagan and creepy and spooky and all that good stuff month. <laughs> really excited. I love October. I love October because fall and winter is the beginning of my season. Fall and winter are my favorite seasons of the year. And Halloween and all the leaves turning and the wind and the chill and pumpkins and and all of that is just very exciting for me. So happy October, everybody. Get excited. Hey, I want to let you know, if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That is 646-595-3965, if you'd like to call in and read tonight. We have some stuff to go over before we get going, so let's just jump right into this. First of all, again, for those of you who are signed up to do workshops, let's get those scheduled. And if you would like to do a workshop, shoot me a message. Probably Facebook would be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together. You can pre-record them on your computer. You can have me do a conference call with you and help you record it that way. Or you can do a combination of a live show and a pre-recorded show, however you want to put it together. Just let me know what you want to do, and we will have some fun with that. All right, so checking the lineup here real quick. All right, the next thing I want to do before we get started, and this is really important, is I want to thank those of you who stepped up to the plate last year and helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. Our 2022 sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I want to thank also those who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, The Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you guys, all of you. Seriously. We uh, we could not be on the air were it not for the support from the community. So you guys are vitally important. This is our 15th year on the air. And not for, not for you guys, we wouldn't be here. So, you know what time it is now? Do you? Does anybody know? Come on, come on. Yes! Inspiration from the Inkwell, (laughs) our mini workshop. So as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, worry not. Um, Hang on a second. This is going to be really weird. So I'm just going to talk, and I'm going to get very far away for a moment. And I don't know if you can still hear me, but, you know, this is the way we do in professional radio, 
because shit happens and I'm back. Okay. And I dropped my paper. And that's just that's just fine. There we go. Yeah, okay. I left my other paper over there that had my workshop stuff on it. Couldn't do the workshop without it, right? Anyway, as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the program uh, from our archives and grab whatever it is you missed. All right? The first thing we're going to do is go through our poetry prompts. And keep, uh, as you write these down, like I said, if you don't get them all, you can come back and get them later. But as we go through these, keep in mind that we are using these prompts in all of your weekly activities. All right? So these are very important. As uh, we're going to be using them in your poetry prompts, writing exercise, journal assignment, extra crazy, extra crazy assignments, extra credit is what I was trying to say. (laughs) Um, all of that. So as I go through these, remember that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. You can use the prompt as the title of your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem, or you can use it just as the general concept of your poem. Beyond that, what you do with them is up to you. All right, so you ready? Got pens, papers ready? All right, number one. Oh, and okay, so first of all, I need to let you know that this month being awesome National Spooky Month, uh, all of these kind of lend towards the flavor of like spooky poems. So the challenge is, and you'll, I'll tell you that in a minute, actually I'll tell you that in a minute, but anyway, they, they all lend themselves to a spooky flavor, all right? So number one, they're not a whisper. They're not a whisper. Number two, I love this one. Waking the Witch. That one's for Jimmy. Especially for Jimmy. I want him to write to that one. Waking the Witch. I want you all to write to him. Number three. The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. Number four. Road to Nowhere. Road to Nowhere. Number five. Welcome to the Party. Just thinking about Oingo Boingo. It's a dead man's party. Welcome to the party. Six. Garden of Stone. Garden of Stone. Seven. The Ghost of Cable Street. The Ghost of Cable Street. Eight. In a candlelit clearing. In a candlelit clearing. Nine, inside the walls, inside the walls. Ten, taste of voodoo, taste of voodoo. Eleven, grasp the hairy claw, grasp the hairy claw. Twelve, midnight our mother, midnight our mother. Thirteen, Appetite for the ice-colored moon. Appetite for the iced, uh, ice-colored moon. And 14, the one left unburied. The one left unburied. Now remember, you can write one poem to all 14 prompts if you'd like to, or you can mix and match them and grab whichever lines you want and pop those into a poem, or you can get real froggy and use all 14 lines in one poem. You get super extra credit for that. 
All right, next we are going to do your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is what you do before you sit down to write to those prompts I just gave you. All right? It's very important to remember that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. This is why. How many of you are ever sitting there and an idea will hit you and you'll grab your pen and you'll just write and write and write and write and write and whew, that was exciting because something inspired you. You think that's your muse grabbing you by the, the scruff of the neck and pushing you somewhere, but what it is is your mind having muscle memory, knee-jerk reaction to something that has inspired you. Your mind immediately goes to what is familiar and boom, you're off and writing. But what if you slowed down for a minute and you took that idea and you wrote it on paper first and you analyzed it in the same manner of which I'm going to explain to you right now for your pick apart prompt writing exercise and the prompts I just gave you. <laughs> so what you're going to do with these is, hang on, I need to make a note to self. I literally wrote note to self. I'm not going to remember what that was. Someone remind me. You don't know what it is, so you can't remind me. All right, so anyway, before you sit down and start writing poems to these prompts that I just gave you, I would like you first to open your journals to a clean page. And starting at the top from this week's list, I want you to write down the first prompt. Then... Instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Okay? So think about the prompts that I just gave you. And this is the note to self. Think about the prompts I just gave you. I said that I really put in, I flavored them all towards something that could be spooky or, you know, haunted month related but the challenge this week is going to be able to take those which are very leading a lot of them and see the different ways you could twist them into maybe not a spooky poem or something completely different than what you your mind that that muscle memory knee-jerk reaction instantly grabs a hold of when you think of them so it's going to be fun this would be a really fun week for you to try this exercise okay so, yeah. When you're done with the first prompt, I want you to move on to the next, and then the next, and the next, on down the line till you have at least six different uh, poem ideas that you could write to each of the 14 prompts. Did I say that right? And I really want you to explore these. Like I said, push them, twist them, turn them, shake them up. Think of all the different things that those could be things that they could inspire, inspire, be the face of the voice for, the shadow of. All right? I guarantee you we will not make it to the end of this exercise without some idea running away with you. And when you get done writing it, you're going to say, whoa, where'd that poem come from? That's freaking awesome. And then you're going to go, oh, wow, Nyla was right. All right, so once again, <laughs> these are your 14 prompts that you will be writing to in your prompts and in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. One, dare not a whisper. Two, waking the witch. Three, the four horsemen. 
4. Road to Nowhere. 5. Welcome to the Party. 6. Garden of Stone. 7. The Ghosts of Cable Street. 8. In the Candlelit Clearing. 9. Inside the Walls. 10. Taste of Voodoo. 11. Grasp the Hairy Claw. 12. Midnight Hour Mother. 13. Appetite for the Ice-Colored Moon. 14. The One Left Unburied. All right. Now, the next thing we're going to go over is your journal assignment. And like I said, remember, all these prompts are being used in all of your exercises. So your journal assignment is a prompted free write story, a storytelling free write. All right. And what you're going to do is without thinking a lot about it, I don't want you to give it too much thought, too much premeditation here. I want you just to kind of have fun and make messy with this which is the whole point of doing a free write type assignment, is in your journal, I want you to write a story using all or as many of this week's prompts as you can. A story, not a poem, not prose, just a story. And like I said, don't overthink it. Just put your pen down and go. The kicker on this is that you have to start with prompt number one. So the very first words in your story are going to be, dare not a whisper. And then just start writing from there until you get to a place where you can work in the next prompt, number two, waking the witch. And then keep writing until you can fit in the four horsemen. And then the road to nowhere and welcome to the party and on down the line. So you're telling a whole story using all of the 14 prompts in order in your story. And it's really fun. You'll, you'll read back on this and you'll decide because the twists and turns that you normally wouldn't take, you have to take in order to fit these in. So it's a really good exercise for pushing your train of thought in different directions instead of getting a preconceived notion of what you should be writing. It just makes you write. So that is your prompted storytelling free write journal assignment for the week. All right, and then your extra credit for this week, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do this all month long or not, um, getting you guys to do this sometimes. Some of you guys do this sometimes, like pulling teeth, I know. But I have, I have faith. I have faith. So your extra credit for this week is writing a collaborative poem with somebody. It could be one of our poets. It could be a friend. It could be yourself. You could take two characters and write a collaborative poem between the two voices of of character A and character B. If you can't find anyone to write a collab with, write it with your other self. All right. But it has to be using the prompts I gave you. So however you use them is up to you guys. But what if you were to take, okay, person number one takes all the even lines and they have to work that line into their verse somewhere. And the next person takes all the odd lines, or even even and odd. And one take even, one take odd. And you go down the list, and you can mix and match them however you want. However you want to do this, it's up to you. I just give you the stuff. You guys do what you want with it. That would be kind of fun. be kind of a fun collaborative to do. All right, so that's it for your assignments. I want to remind everybody that we are doing a 
as food for our creative souls. Remember, we must have input in order to have output. We are concentrating on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. I don't care if it's a cereal box. If you just Google, it's really fun to do this sometimes, Google uh, frog, classic frog poem, or, you know, just some random word, uh, cheeseburger poem, and read that once a day. Just grab something really weird, Google something really weird, random word in the word poem, and read the poem. All right. You are what you eat. You have to feed your brains. So input to have output. Get it? Got all that good stuff? All right. As our writer's discipline, every day I want you to write a haiku poem. And we've been doing this for a while. And it's been really fun because I have that uh, pasted at the top of my Facebook page, a place where if you write a haiku, you can pop over there and put them on there. Those clients slowed down a little bit when we did our... Uh, blackout, which I'm going to be doing the drawing for that next week, by the way, our Blackout Poetry Summer Project that we worked on. But anyway, every day, write a haiku poem. And now that that project's over, I expect to see more haikus posted because I really love reading those, you guys. A haiku poem is three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables are your line counts. All right? So every day when you go out into the world, look around you and find something worth 17 syllables, even if that's the only thing you write the entire day. I call it a writer's discipline, even though it's something fun, because, and this comes out of my uh, writer's block assistant urban legend workshop, writer's block does not exist. We think we get writer's blocked when we put expectations on ourselves and we do not fulfill them. I'm going to write a poem every day. Oh, my gosh, life got real busy and I haven't written a poem in three months. Blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever your reasons are. It doesn't exist because when you sit down to write, it doesn't have to be only those moments when your brain or your muse grabs a hold of your brain and takes you off and running. Writer's discipline is to do the act of writing every single day. When you do that, it is flexing the muscles of your creative self. If you keep that part of yourself working, if you keep that wheel oiled, it won't squeak, it won't stop. It'll always be thinking, it'll always be in the forefront. It'll, it won't get hidden, it won't get buried. All right? So sit down and write something, and this is the easiest thing I can give you. Go out in the day. Find 17 syllables, something worth 17 syllables. Jot it down. If it's not enough syllables, you can go back and fix it later. All right? But every day, make your creative self important enough to be worth at least 17 syllables a day. Think about how much of your time you give to the rest of the world. Give that to yourself. If that's all you do in a day for your creative self, do that every day. All right. That's it for inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop, and it's done. I just like my Dremel. I wanted to hit it again. (laughs) All right. So... We are going to play a recording. We always start and end every episode with a audio track from one of you poets. And 
tonight I am going to play uh, this one's from Cassidy Frost it is The Knife That Carves enjoy there's a boy in my fiction class whose gaze slides down every girl's sundress his eyes are full of kleptomania as if he's already planning what parts of their bodies he would steal first I watch him as he does it. I know when he stares at me, my heartbeat turns pouring rain against my chest, but sometimes my gaze slides down the same girl's sundress, and I wonder what she tastes like. Don't ask her name, but wonder how she'd feel cupped in my palm. Sometimes I describe my breasts as apples, or grapefruit, or melons, treat my body as something to devour. Name it as if its only use were consumption. I've been learning this for years. My body silver platter just for their enjoyment. So sometimes I forget that being prey doesn't mean that I can't be hunter. And then it's Saturday, and I'm with my best friend, our bodies numb with alcohol, and I'm straddling her. Our clothing shed like a snakeskin trail from my couch to my bedroom, and most of this night is a blur. Hands, tongues, breasts breasts, our bodies nodding together like ivy, this new flesh that is so close to my own. We ask, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? And we spit the words out too quickly, neither wanting to be the one left holding on, the one who forgets to fill the space with permission. So when I black out that night, I don't worry. I assume my lips have carried out their script. Assume I know what trespass feels like. I would have stopped before I got there. But I've been learning this for years. My body feast. Her body feast. My body never the knife that carves it. I may not crack the bone, but I do drink the marrow. Sometimes it's so sweet that I forget the violence is still mine, so I don't text my best friend in the morning. I don't wonder if my breath left scars. I check under the bed every night for monsters, but never the mirror. Not because I do not know what lurks, but because this beast is a part of me I don't know how to kill. Believe me, I've tried. I only masturbate to the thought of straight boys, and I've stopped talking to cute girls at parties, and this is not a fear of wanting them, but a fear that I don't know how to love anyway but devouring, but I'm still staring at the sundress. And I still haven't texted my best friend, and no matter how gently I hold her hands, I'm scared. I still have claws. I think that that is probably one of my very favorite poems. I mean, there's there's some pretty harsh pretty harsh honesty in that piece you know it, it it's just brilliant i think anyway that was once again cassidy last name f-o-u-s-t faust the knife that carves check her out on youtube she's got quite a few things on there absolutely amazing poet all right so guess what time it is now no i'm not going to do the drum roll again I think I need to think, figure out. I love that drum roll, though, you know? Okay, anyway, so maybe I'll play it every time we do a transition to a different part of the show. 
what comes next? Well, that's you guys. So, once again, if you would like to call in and read tonight on the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, the call-in number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as, oh, it looks like Jessica. Area code 860 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really, really important that people know who's reading. That way I don't get pinged and people keep asking me who's that reading and I get distracted because you know how I am with squirrels. And then I don't hear everything you're saying and then I have to figure out something to say and that's just not good. All right? So make sure you introduce yourself. And more importantly than anything else, you never want to send your work out there into the world without your name attached to it. We've been on the air for 15 years. We have 15 years' worth of archived shows in our archives. That's why they're archived shows. So you could go back and listen to a show from 10 years ago and hear an amazing poem that you connect with deeply, but the poet doesn't give out their name. Okay, so never, you're virtually, literally, you know, you're literally virtually through voice publishing your poem right now so make sure your name's attached make sure you introduce yourself you can do right now you can do two poems uh, let's check the lines here okay yeah you can do two poems um, if the lines get too busy and I need to change that at some point I will let you know and right now we're good at two. So I see, let me check something real quick. I need to check 219, which is Brother O. I see him in the lineup. But we also have another 219 that is not in the lineup. So telephone 2193, if you would like to come on the air and read tonight, please press 1. That way I know it's okay to unmute you. That also goes for area code, uh, let's see, we have 903 and 541. I have 541. James, you're good. And it looks like everyone else is good. All right, I got y'all. Nope, you're all on board. Yay. I love it. Okay. So... (laughs) Right now you can read two poems. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then remember, please, that we have a mature rating. No porn poems. No, you know, tab A into slot B. No bumping body parts. You don't have to get literal. Keep it ethereal. Uh, and you're good to go. Not think you can't read romantica or erotic poems. Erotica, what's the difference between erotica and adult porn poems? Oh, I guess I can't see your hands raised to answer. Erotica is when you stay in the mind. It's kind of like if you'll, you know, I'm I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. And and I'm sorry, Carlos, I see you in the, I see you in the chat room, but it's a poem, an erotic poem is like a mind fuck. All right. It's where you stay inside that head. It's the foreplay. 
whereas in adult porn palm is when you get down to the nitty-gritty slamming body parts, okay? That's the difference. So it's okay to read erotica, just not the adult porn palms. You guys know where that line is because I explained it so well just now. <laughs> Don't push the envelope and uh, we'll be good. You won't mess up our rating. I want to give an announcement on the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have area code 860, followed by 731, and then 702. All right, that is our first three callers. So let's go ahead. Let me check and see everybody. Um, Five, four, yeah, we got y'all. You're all here? Okay. All right, so area code 860, Miss Jessica Brooks, you are on the air. Hi, thank you. Hi, Nyla. Uh, Hi, sweetheart. Yeah. How you doing? Good, because one of your prompts inspired a story, and I haven't written a story in a long time. I love so, writing stories. It, when it came in many little sections, like I left it, then I went back, then I left this, then I went back, and I still haven't finished it, but it's long enough just for me to read that what I have so far. Um, are you going to read it? Yeah, I'm going to read it. Oh, you are you are the shit. You are you are you get all the gold stars for the day. <laughs> Thank you. The one that inspired me was the strange girl and then I end up putting another prompt in. I put Magnolia Lane. So, mm-hmm. okay. This is uh the story. The strange girl behind the bar tallied up the tabs each night. No one could put their finger on why she was so strange to them. So, so, okay. something it just did not sit right inside their heart and mind. As each drink she poured, the more mysterious she became. She mesmerized, she bewitched. Maybe it was just her heterochromic eyes, one blue, one green, were a sight to see, leaving many in awe for she was so striking. Yet so very, so very much fear bubbled in her bones. She bathed in nightmares, terribly frightened by unseen forces. Maybe this scared feeling came across in her interactions with the patrons, yet only she knew the origin of the deep-seated horror that began with her doll she held as a toddler that spoke in a language only she could understand, for the conversations were in her head. Long ago lost her doll, Isabella, yet still her voice remained, keeping her up at night, laughing in her dreams. Alexa was a happy child until her parents divorced, suddenly became introverted with Isabella as her constant companion. What had become of her childhood friend? Alexa wondered why she still spoke to her. A connection across time? Were her words a prophecy of bad things to come? Isabella spoke of evildoers, danger around every corner. This was enough to disturb Alexa to decide to return to her childhood home in hopes of finding, ending the mystery once and for all. Where was her doll? Maybe in her possession, Alexa could quell the voice haunting her day and night. The next day, Alexa became nervous for she hadn't seen her mom in five years. Who knows if Isabella was still in the house? As she drove to her home on Magnolia Lane, all sorts of memories of her childhood ran through her head. All the fighting and yelling, Alexa would then retreat to her closet, holding Isabella tightly. Stopping in front of her house, Alexa stepped out of the car, took many deep breaths, and walked up to the door. After a few loud knocks, her mom answered the door, looking extremely surprised. Alexa, I barely recognize you with black hair. It's been so long. Come in. Can I pour you some tea? Alexa politely accepted and asked her mom if her doll was still in the house. 
Her mom's face ashen, became ashen, and her whole demeanor changed. I always think I hear little footsteps at night, but I always tell myself I'm hearing things. She's in your closet. Please take her. Alexa exclaimed, I thought it was just me. I shall hear her speak to me. She goes to find Isabella sitting in her closet in a white dress, red shoes, and a red bow in her hair. Isabella was no worse for wear. Alexa was very set on learning what Isabella's latest words meant that had repeated in Alexa's head. Be careful, the evil is near. Alexa was chilled to the bone the instant Isabella was in her arms. Maybe possessing the doll was the key to again ending the dark emotions that constantly plagued her. Suddenly, she saw an image of a of her father on the ground, his head cracked open and blood trickling from his mouth. Alexa screamed in horror. She had always been told her father died of a heart attack at work. Uh, to be continued. End, poem, end story. <laughs> that was incredible. Thank you. Yeah, so, I, I, it wasn't ending with a poem, so I kept going. Do you write stories very often? No. So that was just something. What did you, okay, did you have fun doing it? Oh yeah, I, I started writing it, and then my friend told me, "Well, you should just write more and make it a story." And I'm like, "Yeah," because it just didn't end, you know, properly. It kind of had a cliffhanger ending to a poem, and then I'm like, "Well, that's I kind of could take that further and um, and stuff." So yeah, I'm very happy. that also I hadn't written it in a while, besides like a write uh, something I wrote to my friends, like a little tribute. But it was nice that your um, prompts really brought out. Right in me, so thanks. <laughs> I think that that's super cool, and I think that if you keep doing that, I think you'll enjoy it. writing. When we sit down to write poems, we're girdling ourselves into an expectation. If you sit down to do a free write, like the free write assignment I gave at the beginning, with using the prompts and stuff, if you sit down to just write a story, your brain relaxes and you just follow ideas. It's a completely different animal than writing a poem. And it's really important to do that because it trains your brain to do that. So you will be implementing that more when you're writing a poem than trying to be all structured and concentrating on all that, you know, perfect word and, you know, the prissy poet stuff we do. (laughs) So very cool. Are you going to read two? No, that was just my, just a story. And I don't think I... I, that was going to be my my one because it was long. Um, it wasn't that long. You've got time for another short one if you want. Okay. See if I can find something real quick in this book, the beginning of this book. Um, this is something I wrote about uh, my last boyfriend. Now he's an ex. But um, the end is pretty pitiful, I guess. But <laughs> you'll see. Obviously, I wrote this about him when, when it was over and stuff. So, okay, here goes. Loving someone can cause so much pain, especially the feeling your love is all in vain. For unreciprocated is your affection. Spending time lonely when you're not alone. Hurt is packaged in many forms. Right now, my heart is caused is caused. My hurt is caused by the one man I choose to spend my life with. I've been as patient as I can. I've tried to see from his point of view, focusing on his needs while he respects well, he neglects mine. I wait for all the pain to pass, for my love and re- for my love to return to himself. My problem is I love him more than I do myself. End poem. <laughs> I 
I told you it was a pitiful. I love it more than I do myself. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I made you read another one. That was great, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I have a. I just put a new video up on my YouTube channel. It's under Jessica Brooks Poetry. B R O K E apostrophe S. And um, yeah, again, you can find me under Justy Rockefeller on uh, Facebook. And my pen name is Jessica Brooke, and I have, um, well, two out of my three books available on Amazon, and my fourth book is coming up very soon. And then it's titled Sigma on Fire, so look out for my announcement about that. Very cool. And remember, my my Facebook page is kind of like the bulletin board in the cafe, in the coffee shop, your public bulletin board. Take Grab your link to your YouTube YouTube channel. You know, my my page is like this entire network of of cool, awesome. Some of the coolest and most awesome writers in the whole world are on my page. You include okay, so all I of you. Okay, <laughs> so I just write Yeah, jump on my page status, and post your your uh, YouTube page and promote yourself on there. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I'll be listening to everybody else. Thank you for giving me the time again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Tell everyone how to find Jenny. Yeah, as I said, the YouTube Jessica Brooks Poetry on Facebook, Jessica Brooke Miller, and I believe it's Jessica Brooke on Instagram. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. I don't. Ha- I'm trying to get a WordPress to make a blog, but I haven't done that yet. But I used to have a blog, but now it's not. And I have a pa- uh, my author page. I have a Jessica Brooks Poetry author page, and, um, yeah, that too. So that's it. I'm sorry. Take up your time. So uh, let everybody else go. Good night, Nyla. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too. Thank you. All right, hon. You're very welcome. And I just got yelled at because it is the first show of the month, and I didn't read. Um. My poem that I'm supposed to read on the first show of every month per my agreement with you guys. So I'm going to read you something really quick and just because it's fun. And Jessica read a story. And on my page, and if you guys haven't done this, go on my Facebook page. And I'm sure you've seen it on other ones, but I think it's pretty awesome. There is, I posted a thing, and let me see. I can do, there I pinned it to the top. So jump on my Facebook page. And I made this post that says, how did we meet? Instead of the truth, make some shit up. So how do we meet? But instead of telling me the truth, make some really weird, crazy thing up. And it's really fun as I've been had time to read through some of these, and I haven't read through all of them yet. But it's, it's, some of these are awesomely, awesomely funny. And... Um, So there was one from Jade Mist, and she wrote, this is how I met Jade Mist. She said, per directives from from the company in D.C., on an oddly foggy evening in October, I was instructed to meet with Nyla, not knowing what this encounter would entail, always at the ready, my weapon of choice, a ballpoint pen and a paper and notebook. Let the adventure commence. And I read that, and instantly I started writing a reply to her. And this is the fun part of, and Michael Todd does this a lot when he writes his riffs. He'll read something that inspires him, and it's always impressed me that how he does that. But 
So as soon as she said that, I started writing a reply to her, and this is where it went. So this is my reply to her having the company tell her to come meet with me on an oddly, oddly foggy eve in October. All right. I sat in the back of the old Irish pub on the corner of McAvoy and 47th Street, surrounded by pipe tobacco, old men's fables, and the smell of piss. I'm sitting in the back, remember? It's like right by the bathrooms, and if you've ever seen a drunk old man trying to hit the toilet while holding a pipe and a beer, come on. I was told my contact would meet me here, but I'd been waiting 10 hours. Sometimes traffic's bad across town, I guess. I was starting to be concerned, and perhaps I should have left, but I really wanted to hear how Mr. Potato Heads... Hey, look, I know it's an Irish pub. Don't look at me. That's what everyone was calling him. You know, somehow I don't think that's really politically correct, right? But, you know, unless... I don't know. Do you think that was his real name? I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to hear the end of his story he was telling when I first walked in. Ten hours ago. I knew I had hit my limit, though, when the pickled eggs and corned beef hash were starting to sound pretty good. Then, suddenly, the the heavy oak door protestingly opened with a disgusted, disgruntled groan. The glare from the mid-afternoon sun, obviously after ten hours waiting, the fog had lifted and night had turned to day. Wait, where was I? All right. Okay, anyway, the sun blazing off the window of the Woolworth store across the street, even in the filter of smoke and bad jokes, hit me like a ton of bricks burning my eyes and causing them to water. Still, through all this, I could see the silhouette of a shapely figure in a posh trench coat and perfectly tipped fedora standing there, like some dame in a Sam Spade detective novel, and all I could do was on cue, like some old cliche, whisper out of the only old Irish pub pub on the corner of McAvoy and 47th Street, she walks into mine. So great writing, no, but I had so much fun writing it. You know, that's, that's why it's important to write, just write something silly. Have fun, follow your, follow your ideas. Um, but I'm really interested in, if you guys have not came over and told me how we met, I really want you guys to do that because I'm having a ton of fun with these. And uh, I'm going to try to get sit down and get read through them all and get them answered. But jump over on my Facebook page and answer the question, how do we meet? And instead of telling me the truth, make some dumb shit up. That's that's your extra credit inspiration thing for the, uh, for the whenever. <laughs> all right. So, now, let's get back to our callers. I've done my, my obligatory, obligatory, my mouth, is, my face is not working. Um, my mandatory read for the month, here we go. 731, you are on the air. I am on the air? <clears throat> you are, Mr. Todd. Hey, uh, I was figuring out the weight of bricks. 400 bricks weigh 1,800 pounds. So, I guess that means 500 bricks. No, that's not a ton. Between four and five hundred bricks is a ton. You were talking wow. about a ton of bricks. You did. Don't think that's I don't a lot of bricks. That's a lot of bricks. <laughs> I'm gonna get off that. I know you <clears throat> listen. You listen to everybody. That's your superpower. I guess I sent you a, a messenger email with a link to a blog because I'm gonna read a poem from my. Very close friend, Debbie Pierce. 
it's October, and she is into the Halloween poetry again. She's very, very good. She's a great lyrical poet. And she's from Mississippi, which is a neighboring state. <clears throat> so we have a Delta connection. Did you find her? I have it pulled, the monster within. Yes, ma'am. If you put that in the chat room for all the world to see and I will dwell upon, that would be great. Yeah, it's from her blog. Her blog is called Piper's Adventures dot blogs. It's a WordPress. So I'm going to read this now. It's <clears throat> The Monster Within by Debbie Pierce. A riddle to solve, reality or a dream. Another October, a brilliant Halloween. The night is dark, time for the monster to rise. Pin up anger and rage, a struggle to survive. Owls hoot, leaves gone from the trees. Fire in the soul, struggling to breathe. Loud thunder, strikes of lightning in the sky. The pain intensifies, letting out a screaming cry. The rain beats down in an attempt to cleanse, moving towards shelter, refusing to make amends. Lightning strikes a tree, surrounded by fire. Survival succumb. The situation is dire. The monster within, what choice did it make? The sun is rising. Is it dead or awake? In that was incredible. You know, I really like how, you know, I don't know if she edits her rights when she writes, but I really like how this, there's no wasted words in it. All the words carry their weight in, getting, in painting the picture, in telling the story. Lightning strikes a tree surrounded by fire. Survivors succumb. The situation is dire. That was incredible. She did amazing on that. When I first discovered the rhyme her, scheme, the rhymes she's picked are really good. They're they're not predictable rhymes. So I her know, words are logical. Fantastic, they're, yeah. They're logical. They're like they're like somebody would talk. She. When I first happened upon her, I realized I was reading aloud with, without intending to. That's that's when I know I'm hooked. When I'm reading aloud, just that's just that's it. So, anyway, how about that? I am posting it on my page for you. Thank you. You're very kind. I am kind of cool, aren't I? <laughs> Hey, Mike, yeah, are you going to well, you read me what? another one, please? Yeah, actually, I'm going to put you in your place. Uh-oh. Nobody puts baby in the corner. And says going to put you in the corner. Except for maybe you. I'm going to put you in your place. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to delve into your niche. Okay, as we were talking about Spirit Wild Chronicles the other day, and I'm trying to dredge these things up. But the one thing I didn't have to look for is I wrote one myself out of the 20 
the picture that I use is the one that you were in uh, somewhere in the east, Washington maybe. You're on a park bench, obviously in a park, wearing a black dress, standing, turning to the side. Mm. Anyway, that was the picture that I used. With the fishnet but stockings. The, uh, stop it. Um, <laughs> anyway, the premise of the poem had nothing to do with the image, okay? That was just a picture of you there. The premise of the poem was about people like myself who would listen to Nyla Alicia, would listen to to um, Speakeasy Cafe, and uh, hadn't jumped into the mix, okay? I was thinking about it. I would almost do it, but we knew each other over a year before I ever came on the air, maybe closer to two. I don't know. Yeah, it was longer than a year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, that's what I wrote my Spirit Wild Chronicles about. <clears throat> See if any of this sounds familiar. From night, uh, from 2010, that's the year I wrote this, 2010. Into the Night for Spirit Wild Chronicles by Michael Todd. Little left on the table, curtain closes, all said and done. Final farewell accomplishes one last prompt in circumstance. The perfect hostess busting out at the seams, news to spread. Time of the poet, pause and reflect, nothing left to chance. Hours reduced to minutes, playback, assess, what did I learn? Precious illusions have nothing to do with size over substance. A story in every shadow, scarf eclipse, think outside the burn, arrogate love logic, enlighten co-despondence, who sense a romance. Words are powerful like black ice on asphalt, best served to chill. There's romance in crying in the rain, worthy cause to advance. Consensus neglect, there's no sacrifice when you can pay the bill. Dreaming of doing duets, lost in love lines, swift drift to trance. Standing by the pedestal, no desire to see her perfect at the top. It's lonely at the top, glitter on the ground affords a brief glance. Camera ready, journal in hand, should locale warrant setting up shop. Images evoke description she's ever called ready to display and enhance. She puts poetry in motion, bigger than life, via finite on-air supply. Never met a stranger in her not-so-ordinary world, our lyrical MC. The boat against the current contends with prodigious traffic supply. Some jump into the water, others stall, almost call, some like me. End poem. <laughs> I remember that. I rem you want to know one of the things that when I read that, there was a line in that poem that when I read it the first time, I thought, you know, that I need to write a book with that title. And it jumped, and I forgot until I just now heard it again. And it's like, wow, I should write a book with that title, and that's her not-so-ordinary world. Not-so-ordinary world. Wouldn't that make a great title for a book? Yours. <laughs> I love that poem. 
I loved doing that. You you have no idea. I think because I don't share a lot, and you really, really had to talk and push me out of my comfort zone to get me to do that. And how many weeks did we? How many of them were there? Twenty. 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 I had. You have no idea. I had so much fun. So much fun writing that. Especially the part where they asked me a question and then I had to answer it because I would sit down and just start writing. In fact, one of my favorite things I've ever written was written as a reply. I can't remember to who. I've got it in my file, but um, ended up being a prose poem. One of my very favorite things I've ever written was a result of one of those. I miss doing that so much. Thank you for sharing that experience with me, by the way. We'll get into that more in the future because I'm going to find some, at least some of those poems. I've got everything else in the blog except the actual picture poems that we're discussing. And for people that don't understand when you say the question, people would go through your cache, C-A-C-A-T, of poems, of pictures, pictures, you know, a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. Have camera, will travel. And and I would give them options of hundreds and say, pick one and write a poem regards to it. And that was the way they had to play. So they could write their poem. They could make a picture poem with it. But they had to ask you a question. And typically the questions involved the picture in some way or another. And that kind of opened you up. I'll tell you what. I can't prove this. If you go back and listen to some of your shows before 2010 and listen to some of them after, I think it changed the way you do your on-air show. I think you became a lot more outgoing, which is what we wanted in the long run. That's why people want to hear your poems <laughs> once a month, really once a week. We like to hear you espouse. Well, right now I'm under contract for, for one poem the first show That's of the fine. month. We'll have to renegotiate if you want more than that. (laughs) That's great. Well, I tell you what, if you think people just call to hear themselves on the air, take two months off and see see how many calls come after that. They won't. They're coming to talk to you and listen to you, as it should be. It's your world. We're just inviting guests. Our our not-so-ordinary world here at the Speakeasy. Not-so-ordinary world. Hey, if you want to come to my ordinary well, you can come visit me at miketodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D at blogspot.com. That's where I hang out on my off days. Now, you know what time it is, Nala? That's right. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Goofball. Appreciate you, Michael, honey. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that poem. I love you so dearly. Love you, too. (laughs) Bye, hon. Bye. Okay, for those of you who are messaging me on Facebook, yes, the chat room is being naughty tonight. If you're trying to get in, it seems to be working better on Google than on Firefox, and just keep refreshing your page, and it will let you in eventually. All right, our next caller comes from area code 702. 702, you are on the air. Mr. Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy Ray (laughs) Davis, word machinist. How yeah, are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. 
Well, to uh, pull one up on Mr. Mike Todd, I'll say uh, uh, the real poet is out of the way, so I will step forward. <laughs> you guys hey, are Mike. So funny. <laughs> oh, he's great. Love him, man. Uh, yeah, Nyla's doing real good. Uh, I'm still waiting for you to check those videos out. It's been like two weeks, but I know you're busy. Listen. Um, you have no is, idea. I, it, no, I, I do, I do. I, I, I do because I haven't written a poem. Remember how I was writing a poem or two every day for like a long time here? And I still have that. It's still there. I mean, I can do it, but I don't have the time now because this video production is unbelievable in, in how time-consuming it is. So, um, but we know what month it is, and we know I had to bring you something, one of my more sinister pieces. Um, what do you think of the prompts that I gave tonight? Any of those tickle your fancy? Yeah, there's some pretty good ones. You know, I had that. I literally wrote, physically wrote down the prompts from last week and was planning to write a poem for each one of them, and I got to none of them because I've just been imbued with all this stuff. But, yeah, I did like there were a couple of the prompts that were pretty good uh, this week as well, so I'll have to try to make some time. Yeah, um, we should write We should write a uh, October collab together using one of the prompts. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just send me, you know, you know how that works. I, I, I adapt very well. Send me something and I will reply and we will, we will play tennis with it and we'll knock it out, out of the park. Okay. So I have, um, I'm trying to hold on to, um, you know, Skinner or Abattoir, uh, you know, the classic Jimmy Ray scare fests for later this month closer to Halloween, so. Uh, but the problem with a lot of my scary poems are they're really long, including the one I'm reading tonight. So if you want to limit me at one, uh, we can do that each time. But tonight I was going to read one I don't usually read because it is probably one of the most extreme uh, poems that I've ever written in terms of just uh, different elements, subject matter, everything like that. So... But we're pushing boundaries tonight, and uh, all for the sake of uh, Season of the Witch, right? Yes. Okay, Nyla, so I know you're kind of hung up lately, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in a good way on stories, you know, writing stories. I don't write stories. I write, write poems. I can write stories, but I don't. I write poems. But I like to tell stories. So I tell the stories in a poetic uh, format, and this poem is basically in nine chapters, and it is called Silent Hospital. Chapter one, Inner Circle of Hell, The Accident. It was an accident, but their lives were bent. Docile and obedient, I went in the chance that the strange ambulance would take me to get well. Instead, I would witness an inner circle of hell. A nameless town, we were just passing through. Something strange about your eyes, but hell, even then I loved you. The crunch of twisted metal had me settled, asphalt bed, and what were those words you said? Babe, it will be okay. Chapter two, Arrival. The ambulance ride was jarring like a CJ-5 over rough terrain, and I could Hear the rain beating on the roof like a thousand hammers slamming fear into my heart. And I glimpsed just apart the gargoyles of Silent Hospital. 
They drove me into the basement, a casement of stone and brick, where the sick were filed. Defiled? Doors opened, taken out. Blackout, they told me. Wished you could hold me as they wheeled me into the dark hall to my room. Chapter 3, The Room. By the time I woke up, in my bed I was trussed, clamped with damp steel, not allowed to feel sunlight, in a windowless room where the gloom and shadows teased, taunting with a haunting sense of despair, impending doom. That goddamn room. I should have known it was a sham. Fish-belly white walls, a facade blatantly flippant, no medical equipment, except for the rust-fluid IV. Oh, God, what did they put into me? Lonely hours before I found sleep. Chapter 4, Naked Nurses, Hulking Orderlies. I became twisted and insane. How else can one explain the nurse naked in blood and the mud falling from the ceiling? Scared feeling as the hulking orderly with an axe skulking, face disfigured, grotesque. And I couldn't get any rest. Fear will spear you in the heart when spiders are crawling on the tubes and wires. Spires outside with gargoyles as the cursed nurse straddled me, taking my life into her coven of death. Her last breath was the hardest. Chapter 5, Seed Waked. Came. Couldn't deny the gyrations, and her demon tongue added to the uninvited sensations, licking across my face, leaving a burning saliva trail, flailed as I fell from my bed, hit my head as I looked back instead and saw you, naked and waiting. I came to, and you were with him, on the rumpled sheets of my bed, the giant orderly plunging into you from behind as the unwinding of my mind saw the pain and pleasure, your eyes rolled back in your head. No measure of your infidelity. Chapter 6. What the fuck? After that, I lay in a cold sweat, afraid to move, afraid of more. Yet unrestrained, I crawled to the door. Picking myself up, I ventured out of my room into a gutted, deserted factory. Burned machines and broken steel ties. Silent hospital was a lie. Gore was present, as well as bones. Seems I was truly alone. Just the far-off ringing of a phone. I had to get it. Empty office, I answered. Hello? You are dead, little man, the voice said. Your maggots will be your luck. I screamed into the darkness. What the fuck? Chapter 7, Mathematics. The writing on the walls was algebraic with geometric contusions. Problems without conclusions. God, I hated the subject of math. And just outside the building was a Roman bath where seven large women cavorted. They, uh, weren't swimming. I tried to escape their gaze, but they found me in the haze. They asked me to solve them, to touch and fuck them together, and the tether of my mind, a trap about to snap with tongues pressed to every portion of my body. I had nothing left to offer, so I left. Bloody. Chapter 8, Aftermath, Coaxing the Specimen. Trudging on, I spied the church. I lurched haggard in the jagged night. Slipping, I fell and crushed the shell of my head on a rock. 
coming to, Sister Magdalene was stroking that part of me. She must be joking. This is not sexual, she said, almost bored, but we need what they gleaned from your uh, sword. Too tired to move. Expulsion, no fireworks, just that rapid monotone pull and jerk. Not much to work with, I'm afraid, she said, and bade me farewell. as She took my specimen to hell. Well, Helmut von Schwager, that is, a scientist trying to determine if I was dead or doomed to survive. Chapter 9, Coma. That is when I woke up dead. Well, in a coma, anyway. The church had fallen away, and a voice destined to sway whispered that I could die, having discovered nothing, exposed no lie, or go back and solve the mystery of my resolve. From my coma, I saw you weeping, and blood was seeping from the tubes, twisted and lubed probe protruded from the cavity of my chest. Fuck this coma. I am blessed. Blessed to wander through a mad world, but I figured it was better than not knowing how little of the truth was showing to be continued. End poem. Wow. Now, I should point out that even though I said to be continued, that was in 2007, and I never continued. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, best laid plans, right? But, you know... I hope I didn't there's, push your... There's uh, no time limit. Out. Nobody has... Nobody's got... Nobody's the clock of you. I know, I know, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, that that was yeah. phenomenal. Like really creepy. Uh, well, that's kind of the idea, right? It is. It is. I love you in October. You and October go together like peas and carrots. Well, peas and carrots go together very well, so I will take that as uh, a compliment. It is a compliment. You gonna read another one? Got time for another short one? Um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, I wasn't going to, but oh god, me and short poems just do not get along. Um, That's why I said shortish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. This one's not too bad. All right. This is called Twenty Eyes. This was celebrating 31 days of Halloween. This is uh, during my first day back into writing a uh, couple years back. It's called Twenty Eyes. You hear the spiders crawling. You find them quite appalling. My God, the baby's squalling. Get them off. Get them off. Get them off. Eight furry legs, gnashing teeth. Twenty eyes staring into your soul. Venom injected heartbeat slows, paralyzed. Cold as the tomb, you try but cannot scream as under the doorway they begin to fill your room. To no horror, the kind that's deep into the bone, as hundreds of the little devils traverse your near-naked body, tickling in the worst possible way. Crawling into the silent scream of your twisted mouth, sanity goes south, your mind not able to comprehend. Waking up, hospital bed, you survived. What you sow will be what you reap. Meanwhile, in the corner of your, of your room, 20 eyes are watching, waiting for you to sleep. You hear the spiders crawling. You find them quite appalling. From the seal, ceiling falling, get them off, get them off, get them. And Paul. 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> you love spiders, right? You know that I don't. Oh, love God, spiders. I no, I see. I got it wrong. I hate spiders. I uh, my mistake. Like they make me cry. I absolutely. I, I see a spider in my house, and I either get the blowtorch, or I buy forty dollars worth of bug bombs and go sit in Denny's for eight hours. Well, see now that's my mistake, and I'm gonna have to actually change. Uh, inscri- inscribed below that poem is dedicated to my dear lovely friend Nyla, who absolutely loves spiders, uh, because I thought that but it's, it hates spiders. So I'm gonna, just going to take that tribute off of there for you. <laughs> you can leave the tribute to change loves to hate. <laughs> and in an all reality, that was a really, really good poem. I know it was a really good poem because there were like two or three times where I was going to stop you and tell you I can't do this. Crawling in my mouth, oh, fuck no. No, 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 no. Honestly, you, you asked for a short one. I scrolled down my list. It was the first shortish one that came up. So, hey, luck, luck of the draw. It was really good, but just no. <laughs> Thank you. Now, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rolling here. We've taken way too much time now. Um, find me, uh, obviously, on Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, Facebook.com slash Word Machinist. Uh, Instagram, Word Machinist. TikTok, Word Machinist. Got some great videos on TikTok. Nyla, you got to check them out. Um, we're working some other sites as well. I also have videos up on YouTube, uh, older ones. I don't have any new ones there yet. And uh, all my recorded tracks on ReverbNation.com slash Word Machinist. Now, before I go, Nyla, did you get a chance to read How We Met? I did. I read it today, but I just haven't had a chance to reply. The, I, I have to tell you, you need to post that. That is the funnest thing I have done in a long time. And it is inspiring because you're making people make something up and write. But it's well, I knew hysterical. You tied into your, I made sure it tied into your little, uh, we, we keep bringing up your, your uh, serial killer chronicles that, that were somehow lost. I lost journal. <laughs> right. All right, Nyla, listen, I love you. You take care. Thank you so much for the venue as always. And I will see you next time. I have too many poems. There's not enough. Thursday's left before Halloween, but we'll work it out. <laughs> well, let's. Let, what day is Halloween this year? It's on a Monday. Yeah. Maybe we could do like a special Halloween show. Um, on Halloween. Oh, you have kids to take. No, your boys are too old for trick or treating. Yeah, they'll probably still end up going. Um, and I'm giving out candy, so but maybe we'll yeah we'll we'll talk about it. we'll figure it out or maybe the night before. The or night. I'll set up a show and you can host it and you can just do it if you want. That goes completely opposite with what I said that I was doing other things, but we'll 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 def- we'll work it out. We're gonna work something out because that would be okay. awesome. But we need to Good we way. need to host something definitely. <laughs> All right, Perfect. Nyla. All right, sweetheart. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Love you, bye. All right. All right. So our next caller, we have not heard from in a while, and it's very excited when they said they were calling in. Mr. James, are you with us? Oh, yes. What's this I hear about you burning my spidery comrade? This is James Otter out of Eugene P- Eugene, Oregon, the poet overlord. How are you doing, Nyla? So good to hear you. I'm your doing voice. awesome, sweetheart. I'm I'm doing really well. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Well, I would like to play something fun. 
for the poems, because I picked out ten of my scariest poems, and I will read two short ones, but I need you to pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Seven. Ooh, let's see. Okay. Seven and three. Seven? Okay, one, two, three. And three. Ooh. Oh, God, music hater, and one, two, three, four, the swallowing lake. Excellent choices. Seventeen years late to a funeral. Superman punching the sky, making mashed potatoes of the clouds. October 18th. Toxic orange riverside trout glowing in the dark. November 19th. The lake is full to burst. 747 crashes next to a trailer park. December 20th. Five more days of shaking presence and watching our backs. January 21st, the lake is a parking lot. Amphibian suspended in animation. February 22nd, a red minivan sinks into Atlantis, a city from the past, every year a new resident. March 23rd, is it rain or is it hail? The mailman needs a suit of armor. April 24th, the sun shines but for a moment. Umbrellas swept away into a tree, never to be used again. May 25th, the perfect day to go swimming. A better day to discover secrets beneath the waves, slip away into the world at the bottom of the lake. June 26th, summer is starving. Mesquite smoke, apple trees and fresh peaches, paradise for a minute. Next month on the 27th. Log cabins come down. Golden daggers spin up the mountainside. Lightning arsonist wipes the board clean. The lake turns black. August 28th. Nobody smokes cigarettes. Nature provides. In gas masks, the fishermen still catch dinner, pre-cooked, smoked, and ready. September 29th. A flash flood steams the freeway. Five-minute foot bath. Seven miles per hour, get out, you floaty. October 30th, Devil's Night. Four gather on the edge, the water is still. Moon center stage, Halloween. Some knock on screen doors, others sneak in the back. All thirst for enjoyment. November, the lake is frozen black. Stories are told, the forest is a skeleton after midnight. The echo of the ice, a visitor on the other side. Inside it's chilly, presence under the tree. Jack Frost is trying to get inside. January, new year, new residence. The plane is still out there, wings taken off. February, the stool should have burned. Electricity is expensive. Lean around the candle. Learn. March 26th, half the town went on vacation and never came back. Must be nicer wherever they are. The lake is still frozen black. This time there are handprints in the center, burned into the trees. Groups of people dance in the sun. White church catches on fire. The cross remains burned, blood red. Summertime. Over three-fourths of the residents have moved on. Within a day, the yards are overgrown. Bulldozers and dump trucks enter and never leave. July 30th. The mud comes in to stay. Young people visit with camcorders looking for answers. 
nobody visits their families. Moved on to college, the stories disappear, only a mystery. Seventeen years later, a memorial of the past, the good old days before friends and families split up for good. October 2nd, the lake is waiting. All right. I think I'm going to read the next one. God, that place is freaky. Wait, what? Was <laughs> that the end? Was it? No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't the end, was it? No. That wasn't the end. But I think that's a good place for it to end. I actually I do love want to progression and the randomness of each one, but the way they all tied together and paint the story. That was incredible. I love that one. I wrote it, I think, in 2015. And it was what I call a calendar poem because it follows a date pattern. It's Mm -hmm. a good one. This other one, Music Hater, is a performance poem, and it's a fun one. It's also pretty intense. I mean, you you know how it is. (laughs) You ready? Here it goes. I am. I work at a factory and rarely see my family. I come home around midnight and leave again at 3 a.m. I rarely watch TV, and most music makes me physically sick. The other workers like to whistle, and each time I want to stop them, I want to take my grimy hands and cover their noses and rotten-toothed blue-collar mouths. I want to cut out their voice boxes. All music is a violation of my personal bubble. It is invading my focus invading my gray and empty heart chambers. And forget about raising a family. My kids think I'm dead anyway. And when I'm at home, they want to show me the Internet. I hate the Internet. It moves too fast for me. I can barely see it. And I never quite hear what I'm seeing. I just hear, kill me, kill me, kill me. My wife is constantly asking me to divorce her and bury her under the house. She says... Put a pillow on my face. She says, I won't struggle, and neither will you. I'll shut up for once, and I will sleep. I will rest, and the house will be quiet. And then I will hear snoring and contemplate, popping my own eardrums and learning sign language, because I hate sound. The comforting white noise makes me nauseous, and the wedding was an accident. All of it was, including the job I hate. I think about my 12-gauge, two barrels round, for for the licking, the noise, one last hateful sound, and I'm done. But I'm a coward, and my wife sleeps around with remote controls and iPhones and piano lessons and TV broadcasts and surround sound and fiction and nonfiction. I want to die of jealousy, but I don't, because I can't feel jealousy. It doesn't make my loins like a bulldozer through my boss's house or the bur- or the vibrato of an earth-shattering steamroller. I want to work construction, kill my foreman with a hacksaw in front of the world for every little asshole to see and think, maybe I could do it too, get some attention from the national news. I never do. No matter what the little voice says, whether it told me to kill all the bullies and the quiet kids and the Nazi dictator teachers who demanded I learn mathematical equations or useless trivia about the American Revolution... What is the worst? What is the worst? When everything is the worst, is the worst. 
I, I don't have hatred because I don't have warm feelings, just little broken glass middle splinter annoyances. My headaches and the power drill gets picked up by my hands. I consider pliers. Dentists have the benefit of working a job they hate, just like me. I always wanted, wanted to guide tourists. Maybe I could work on buildings for months, only using some of the nails, installing asbestos into every sleeping chamber, hiding little bottles of ammonia and bleach beneath the sink, labeling them so they look the most enticing. My hands would kill without touching, and I could put my advisor in the walls. He could be my first dead, non-loved half-assing the rest of the job because my wife says I'm a passive-aggressive. She's right. I am aggressive. She's right. She's right. I can build tire-popping bridges out of balsa wood with killer bees' nests and bullet ants and wait ten years. No blame. No trouble. Watch the family starve when I lose my job and it's my fault, but really it's the world. The hideous blue blob of shit floating in silence. I don't even want to hear the screams. I want to feel the news report because that's what I watch. CNN, NBC, Fox News, the works. If I could be a terrorist without organization, I would. But I am too lazy and too fat and too handy for my own good. I don't give up. Ammo's cheap and so is PR. No reason. Just a sense of nothing. Apathy. Doesn't need to be blind like love or fate. It just needs to be able to see. I ignore the rest of the world and go shopping. For a bullet. For a hunting trip. On my day off, I kill a man for the first time, and it's slower and longer than even the best sex. I haven't felt more alive, more in power. Johnny Law thought they could get me. I don't even give a shit whether I end or begin, because somewhere a baby is born with the same disease, and all the hugs and bruises and lies, they learn not to feel wasteful emotions. I feel the power. They feel the bag of life. They feel it on their head, in their heart. The dog in the tree drips files rotten and cold, and it's my hard work, and it's my job lost, my boss. And I am hunting him. In his own little world, he calls the office. I take my quote-unquote buddies camping. No thoughts, no feelings, just a juicy feeling of cutting a piece of meat. So fresh it howls with defeat. I won. I don't care. It's okay. Because the sheriff will shoot me, and I will be famous. My wife will wonder what set me off, and I'll tell her you are never paying attention. I make my demands gently. I ask if I can appear on the radio. I lie. And I shoot the security in the head. First I shoot his radio, then I cut the phone line, and I think about how wrong I was, how I could redeem myself, and how everything I thought before this wasn't true at all. I was just hungry. I needed a Snickers. God, okay, that one scared me genuinely. Like, <laughs> that says a lot, you know, when your own poetry is just horrifying. Re I'm, I'm reading through this thing, and I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't read that on the air. That's just not, that's, that's horrible. But I think that's a potent one. Oh, God. No, you know I you're like doing it. horror writing that scares you. I'm just right? like, no, I can't. It's, it's so bleak. 
Oh, God. No, my modern stuff is so, like, sweet and gentle. Like, the last scary poem I wrote was just about leaves turning into a big leaf blob. <laughs> it was, like, nothing. It was, like, so soft. But that one is just hardcore. It's just kill, kill, kill. I'm like, oh, God. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, so, we you know, have I made days like that. Movie. We can't help it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I made an entire horror movie. And it's going to be on my YouTube channel, Poet Overlord, on, yeah, on October 31st. That's kind of the big thing for me right now. I also have a Masquerade of the Macabre here in Eugene. I made a point to invite you if you want. It's on October 26th at Alluvium, which is 310. Or, sorry, I'm sorry, that poem threw me off. Can I try that again? It's at 810 West 3rd in Eugene on October 26th. Doors open at 6. Show starts at 7. It's a good show. And it's a masquerade. It's all horror poetry. It's awesome. It's a special tradition of mine. That's awesome. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And like I say, I made a movie, a full-length horror movie, two hours it's very frightening. Well, if you get a chance, post the information for it this year on my page. Oh, I'll make a point to definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely scary, and I hope you enjoyed my work. <laughs> I plan on visiting <laughs> as much as possible this month. <laughs> you know, I should be able. Why to am do I suddenly very very days. scared? What? Why am I suddenly very, very scared? Oh, yeah, you should be terrified. <laughs> but don't worry, you'll be safe, maybe. You should be safe, just as long as you make sure to lock your doors and watch your back all the time, you know? Everything's fine. All right, well, hey, have fun with the show, and I'll try and stop by again next week. <laughs> Thank you, James. Please do quit that. <laughs> Love you, sweetie. Yeah, no, just Thank remember, you for making breath, time okay? tonight. Deep breath. I'm, right. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> it's Thanks, totally good. And, and, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. I'm James Otter. I'm on there the most. I also have an Instagram, which is called the Poet Under, the Poet Overlord. You know, there's underscores between the poet and overlord. Yeah, and I, I post scary pictures on there and funny ones. You know, I also have a TikTok you can find me on, which is, my screen name is James Otter Zero. Uh, you, you never know. I, I have a lot of different kinds of content. Anyway, thanks for having me. I'll be back next week. <laughs> Absolutely our pleasure, honey. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. I need to let area codes 9 or 609-540 and 406 know that you are not in the lineup. So 609-540 and 406. If you guys want to come on the air, please press 1, and that will let me know that it is okay to unmute your lines, 609-540 or 406. If you want to come on the air, please press 1. If you're hanging out and just listening to the show, glad you're here. And I see you down there. Okay, so, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you're just hanging out listening, great. If you want to come on at any time, just press 1. 
change your mind and want to come on the air. And that will let me know it's okay to unmute you. All right, our next caller comes from area code, oh, area code 832, Mr. Blue. No, I'm not ready yet. Oh, want me to put you back on mute? Or are you ready? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Maybe next year. No, quit it. <laughs> Such a little shit. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to have that spot. <laughs> I know, right? So hey. how are you doing, sweetie? You sound like I'm you're in a good, good mood. I'm doing all right. Uh, the, uh, yeah, and, uh, that thing I was, I read you a snippet of last week. It just took its own, uh, took its own, uh, path there. And, um, it's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. I don't. I mean, I have to. I mean, honestly, only speaking for myself, I put I put more into which kind of words and which kind of uh, tense than actually like trying to look at anything with uh, any kind of sense of uh, you know, oh, is it perfect? I could care less if it's perfect. I yeah. I mean, I I grew up with Jimi Hendrix. You know what I'm saying? And and when he went into to to a, uh, a a live concert, man, there are times you know if you listen if you ever listen to like in between the, the the songs when he's when he's talking to the to the you know, to the audience, there's a buzz in there big enough to drive an elephant through. But I guarantee you, once he starts playing, no, nobody gives a damn. So I just like I say I follow that line of thought in terms of. You know, you know. Oh, perfect. Who gives a fuck? I, I could care less about that bullshit. You know, it's like, am I? My 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 bigger thing is, you know, does the do the words fit? Do they do they give? Uh, do they lend themselves to the to the flow of what's coming next? So. And does it? Anyway, that's you know that's just like I say I. You know, anyway, like I said, that's just me, I guess. But <laughs> I don't... I was waiting for the answer because inquiring minds want to know. What? I don't know. I forgot the question now. You waited too long. <laughs> you know me. How many years have you known me? That was so five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, look, squirrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's my baby. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't really know what to call this one because I took, you know, this This was like a culmination of like maybe, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, like maybe like three of the, uh, uh, the, 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 the things last week. But the one, the one that struck me the most in terms of where to start is one that I don't know if you're if, aware of it or not. Um, that one that's uh, what no, uh, nobody left behind. Mm-hmm. Are you, do, you, do you know anything about that in terms of like what else is what else is talked about in that sense? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like as in you know, like as in in, in this instance, you know, with, with regard to native people. 
No, what, no, but nobody left behind pertains to with the Native okay. people? Well, in terms of, there is a, there's a prophecy with uh, the, uh, the, the Native Hawaiian people, which speaks about the great tidal wave, which will, you know, it, at the, in the end of days, which will sweep over the islands. And one of the points that is strongly made amongst all of, you know, all of the native people is when that day comes and when that event happens, we leave nobody behind. Everybody comes with us. Do you hear me talking? I do. And that I'm was just thinking like there's said, a couple of people that, I want left behind. Well, you know, but uh, it's you know that's always the case. I mean, there's a uh, this this way I could come up with probably about a five volume set about people like that, but <laughs> you know that's 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 as it is. You know, their their circles are not my circles, and that's that's uh, good and. Good and fine by me. I'm I'm not here to to you know to do all of that. But you know I don't be, and and I don't believe in that one love crap. But I also don't believe in discounting anyone's humanity. At that same at that same time there. Any case, this uh, this piece um, incorporates, like I said, three of those things. I think I, I really enjoyed the way that it came out in terms of you know it was just a different flair, a different different uh, a different uh, set of uh, thinking. Strange dreams of bones. A girl's fair song became a psalm as it became clear that water was an issue. Her song became the wail of lament as she realized she had left. No body behind her for others to find. She was so sure there would be light. Even as she watched the fires before her fade, curled curvatures, caricatures of observation, the simples of mixed days and efforts, nothing kept its shine in the first rain of fall weather. The fell smoke of mist as she has followed often enough, Gorda Thijon, that started with the stars, took the harvest path, to where the dancers called her blood for blood from on high on the other side. Rainbow blades bit her savory as a smile scented with death. She left no body behind. Just pearl strands of longing, cold sheaths from a half-remembered rain fall. 
Niju on yeah, water was an issue. Water became a war. And if you knew where to look, you could follow her breath. She took her issue from the water, left it nestled among the strange dreams of yesterday's bones. Well, he was it a boy or a girl sinking beneath the black of a new moon? Life lifted from her eyes each star, instilled within the child's birth in a crying world, pain before the ashes fell of a sacred fire. Whoso wills this child its inheritance, what is its first name? Arms collapsed, lapsed hunger and dis-ease. Who shall care for this one? Oh, red earthen vagabond, wretched and disowned. Peeled off the edges of the living ghost road, born child made of heartache and history. You are of your own. Help yourself. The guides are none, no more than strange feed-filled, shatter-packed bones and dreams of bones. Should you be asked, what will be your answer? Oh, little one, spirit dressed in red. A flare of female, a scent of the weird upon a girl. You are the hardened heart to hold. Can you say there was no one, no body left behind? No In peace. Wow. That was intense, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Yeah, like I said, I just started with that prophecy in terms of the kind of thinking that, you know, goes with that. And I just, uh, obviously there's some other things that are incorporated there, you know, like my continuing... uh, sense of awareness for MMIW missing murdered indigenous women and all that uh, that goes along with that as well and I just you know like I said I just just brought it all together and uh, that's what it was absolutely phenomenal are you going to read two tonight love Yes, I am. And this one, okay. this one's more like a chant. I like this one a lot. It just, uh, again, this is kind of like a broad uh, push in terms of, of uh, oh, just all kind of different things, really. I'm not really, I don't even know how to describe this one too well. It just, it, I guess if you want to look at it, it's like, 
Imagine after you come to the age of reason and you find out that something that was inherently yours from your people, your culture, and your tradition had been stolen from you before you were born. You didn't even know it was missing. You didn't even know there was a fucking hole in your head because no one told you about it and you had to find out about it for yourself. And so that's... uh, that's a that's a part of it all. That's that's not all of it, but it's it's definitely got a got a it plays a role in this particular piece. This piece is called Red River Red. Red River Red. Opaque nonsense. The waters will stain you red. Druids in the spiraling portions of earth, flesh of a dying planet. Heat-seeking, thermal, dreaming, artificial being, everything in counterbalance is a man-made disaster. Contraflow only works in the darkness. Shabby. Oh, red river red. Bones of old stones shaping, shaving the contours of the water's course. Shading the faces caught in the vision's imagery, flowing downstream, red river red. Moving past the ephemeral, trying to suck down a sharp-pointed lingering breath, getting snagged on the bone-heavy deadwood, driftwood, nidonkaka, beached wood of someone else's life. Oh, Red River Red. Red River Red, broadcast of diamond sight. Dragonflies vibrate the channeled leech of water. First light of life. Oh, Red River Red. We it is. We who walk in death, who rise so alive, as we walk into death, so do we walk in life. With strength and courage, flames held on high. Flames at every step. Red River Red. Whispers of a spoken tongue dressed in the shapes of long leaves, dressed in the manner of strong dreams, a generation, a movement, a multi-ancestral cause, every generation since being discovered. You stole this from us as children, You stole this from us as babies. You stole this from us before we were born. Languages as smooth as our lands. 
Mikšinda Nigoska, Mikšinda Agida Trojo. I am of they of the midwaters. I am Soldier Blue. Oh, Jutze Ni Jutze. Yes, Red River Red. The bone toll defies statistics and keeps mounting as high as the grieving sky, Gaitha. The journey continues. Oh, yeah, Red River, red. Words stripped from our hearts, children stripped from their families. Kill the Indian, save the man, remember? We do. Spirits ripped from light that once held their eyes open. Head high, we head for the hills. We wake to pray for the forest. Smoke presses its signature upon our skin, upon our breaths, upon our lives. Yes, we shall see it again. We shall sing of it again, Red River Red. Crows fly, feathers soft above this vein, artery of earth, of us, of our red earth. The scars are many, some. The pain becomes blood for our bones. Our bones are the driftwood we collect in the backwaters of our once and sacred country. An earth of no bounds, no invisible lines of hate and distrust and prejudice. We pray to see some signs of this, some sort of returns into this as we ply our ways upon the waves of new and ancient Yes, ceremony. Above all else, we continue to navigate our way upon this Red River Red. Tricksters, creationists, we incorporate them all. They all have value, Utsi. We would miss them otherwise at home place. The lessons and the songs they would teach us. Soon enough we shall see the balance struck, the counterweights of what you call humanitarian aid, the sucker of a few weekend seconds radar blips. Media rations of second-hand news, the trials of heartache continue surging around us, lapping at the edges of what has become our reality upon this journey. 
What's your name again? Soldier Blue. <laughs> I was yes, going to scream it at me. You get so passionate when you read and and so emotional and I absolutely I absolutely love it when people do not fear their words and they don't fear when they read and putting the same emotion back into the words verbally that they felt when they wrote them. Very impactful, yeah, my dear. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, if you're not doing that, if you're not putting in the, 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 the colors of what, you know, what you felt when you wrote it, when, why are you reading it? It comes out deadpan. Mm-hmm. You know. I especially like the part in there where you were talking about the kids. Yeah. You know, how how the kids were stripped, you know, of their culture, of their language, of their hair, of, you know, assimilate, assimilate, assimilate. And it it absolutely breaks my heart how many cultures and customs are lost all across the Native nations. You know, all peoples, all First Peoples. Yeah. And how many languages are now lost languages? Do you realize what a what a, a absolute theft that is? The lost languages. Yeah. Because we all have to be the same. We all have to be like the Europeans back then. That right. was us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I mean, let's, I mean, let's put it this way. I didn't really understand what they meant when the elders said that the culture was is in our language until I started learning the ancient language of my own people. And I say that because, I mean, obviously, well, and I can't say obviously either, but I say that because my people have a continuing language and they have done, you know, the updates into, uh, you know, current thought and, you know, for the people and to to be able to speak it. But at the same time, I chose, again, I chose the ancient language because for two reasons, really. I mean, you can see the dividing line in terms of where the language was before discovery and, and after, and, you know, the, the, the words and concepts that were then incorporated into the language. And as well the terminology of the ancient language is where all the stories are. I mean, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect, for instance, there's a, there is a, a particular phrase and, and I, I would have to look it up to be able to give it to you in my people's language. But the, the phrase in the translation says, and, uh, and toad cried for rain. I need to know, what the story is for that. I know there's a story. 
Exactly. So you know, that's as as a archaeologist, paleontologist, but archaeologist as well. When you look at things that define a culture, you know what's going to tell us who? How do we how do we figure out who these people were? It's through the words and the words that create stories and the things that are passed down and the history. And art, words are art too, but I'm I'm separating those. Yeah. But art, you know, it's like they can. If you find a Folsom point, there's only one tribe. The Folsom people were the only ones to make that point, or the uh, the Fremonts. You know, there's a, there's a type of pottery that only they made. You know, we de- we learn and define and. That those are the things that make us distinctively who we are, and so when we lose those things, it really is a tragic loss. It is. Mm-hmm. All right, baby, tell everyone how to find you. I will. All right, uh, you can find me at RafeWild at Facebook.com, and underneath in parentheses it says uh, uh, Soldier Blue, and then also. I have the uh, Soldier Blue Blue at uh, Reverb Nation, and I also have Red Earth Podcast, which if you separate the words, it'll get you there quicker. And I've blocked out, uh, in terms of print writing, uh, several uh, works already. I'm going to block out one more, and uh, in probably the next couple of days, I'm going to put at least three uh, three new works up on the, the podcast. Very cool. By the way, comments uh, in the chat room. Noreen says, "Powerful poem, Soldier Blue Blue. Wow, Soldier <laughs> Blue Blue. Well done. Powerful. <laughs> Keep doing what you do, Soldier Blue Blue. You make a difference. <laughs> I love the blue blue so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a she's a sweetheart." She is. <coughs> All right, babe. Tell her on your Facebook page again. Okay. Again, uh, it's Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And um, that's, that's uh, the family there at Facebook. Um, and again, like I say, I got the free free podcast that's, uh, you know, it's Red Earth One. And I'll, you can now find that. Pretty much on, uh, well, at least on three of the more uh, attain, uh, easily recognized uh, uh, platforms, uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Google, and Spotify. You can find it on all three of those, as well as another five platforms. So, Very I've cool. already got my uh, Reverb Nation hooked in with the uh, with my podcast, so whenever I publish something on the podcast, it'll also go over there to Reverb. You guys, make sure you check them out, and we will talk to you next week, Soldier Blue. Uh, of course. Thank you so much. Love you, hon. Thank you. Love you, too, Miss Nile. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Brother O, are you with us? 
Yes, I'm here. <laughs> hey, sweetie, hey, how are you? I'm good. What do you have for us tonight? Well, it's called, <clears throat> at this stage of my life, I'm not, that's the title. At this stage of my life, I'm not worrying about what is beyond my control. At this stage of my life, I'm not competing for attention and recognition anymore. At this stage of my life, I'm not dealing with toxic and negative-minded people. At this stage of my life, I'm not wasting my time or energy on things that are time and energy on things that are not productive in my life. At this stage of my life, I'm not arguing about politics or vision, personal choices about the COVID-19 vaccines. At this stage of my life, I'm not trying to do what I used to do when I was younger because that stage of my life is behind me now. This stage of my life, I'm not thinking about who wants to be my friend, who or who either loves and despises me. At this stage of my life, I'm not judging people who they choose to love and how they choose to live their life. This stage of my life, I'm clearly focused on improving my physical and mental health. At this stage of my life, I'm clearly focused on being a loyal and faithful man to one woman establishing a long-term relationship with her or getting married to her. This stage of my life including focus on the quality of my true friendships instead of the quantity quantity of them. At this stage of my life I'm clearly focused on achieving my dreams, being the best author and traveling poet around the country performing poetry. At this stage of my life I'm clearly focused on getting my life in order. This stage of my life I'm clearly focused on living a lifestyle of wealth, health and prosperity and positivity. At this stage of my life, I'm clearly focused on living a healthier lifestyle. At this stage of my life, I'm clearly focused on setting goals and accomplishing them. At this stage of my life, I'm clearly focused on my purpose. At this stage of my life, I'm clearly focused on what I want out of my life. At this stage of my life, I'm more decided to assure myself. At this stage of my life, I'm brimming with confidence and stepping out of my comfort zone daily. At this stage of my life, I'm closely focused on becoming a leader who produces other leaders. And at this stage of my life now, I'm clearly focused on living the lifestyle of consistency in porn. Wow. Focus. It's an awesome thing. Right. <laughs> Great job on that, baby. Hey, are you going to read two? Now just the one. Doing just the one. Okay. Well, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Everybody, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother Organ. I recently uh, put out my uh, CD project. It's called Brother O, The Chronicles of Living Miracles. Brother O's Masterpieces, Volume 1 on Spotify. So, so if you have Spotify in your apps, uh, check that out. He's my friend on Facebook. You can 
click on the link that takes you directly to the to the CD to listen to it and give you feedback. And thank you for your support every week. Thank you for being here with us every week, sweetheart. We appreciate you so much. Welcome. All right. And I know we'll talk to you next week, so thank you for being yes. here. Yes, I'll be back. Thank you. All right, baby. We'll talk to you then. Hey, now then. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Our next call, I'm going to give the next three so you kind of have heads up. We have 216 followed by 407 and then 219. And um, we've got more callers online, 609 and 903. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. Area code 609 and 903. Press 1 if you want to come on the air. If you're uh, just hanging out listening, cool. If you change your mind, press 1. That will let me know it's okay to bring you on. Um, right now we're going to do, you can either read one long poem or two normal, shortish normal poems. Um, we've got an hour left in the show and I want to make sure I have a chance to get you all on. So I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum. And here we go. Mama, are you with me? My beautiful mama. Two and six. I'm here. Hey, mama. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I was talking to somebody on the other page, and I lost, I lost, I lost one of my poems. Uh oh. I was trying to get, I was trying to get a new poet to come in, and uh, and okay, so I'll just read the one I have, and this is a poem prose that's asking me. What poetry? This is my answer. Poetry is often an open prayer. Well, what came first, the lyrics or the song? Poetry could be hypnotizing, mesmerizing, a spell cast upon the receiver, reader to intoxicate, lubricate, and thought combine. Poetry can educate eradicate, aggravate, or agitate. A good right could incite, cause spite or delight. A poem also could provoke or choke or make you change your vote. Poetry can be humorous, just blowing smoke, or sometimes filled with nature's awe, the link between God and mankind. A secret heart's revealing, a delightful, playful ditty where children chant along. A poem could be inspiration sent from some other place in time. It could be from an old poet transcended or from the great divine. Poetry will surely leave something on your mind. It is a cultural, spiritual, and human exchange. Most of all, poetry is one spoken heart reaching another. My favorite poems introduces seldom used words. Real poetry may make my heart smile, eyes mist, or raise my fist. 
It could be a prompt, political, sexy, or analytical, freestyle, or pondered severely. Poetic pens produce poets. Poets produce poems with intentions. Poems can do all of the above mentioned. Voila. That's that poem. Voila. I love it. You going to read two? I lost my other one, so I'll just listen. Somebody was mm, asking can't find something. another one real quick? Well, I wanted to read something that I intended on reading. Let me see what I have here. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. I read those a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to read something different. I had already picked it out. Um, you want to come back to me? Sure, I can do that. Okay. All right, Mama. Go ahead and put her on mute and do this and then do that and then do the other thing and grab 407. 407, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. How you doing? I'm doing great, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, I wanted to uh, do a reading tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called A Day in the Life. I'm really kind of shy, so just bear with me a little bit. I don't like hearing myself talk, but it's a piece I wrote a couple years ago. It's called A Day in the Life. It was sunny today, all day. Its glare laid into the tall white clouds that covered the blue dye in the big open sky. Like glass molecules, the seasonal's warmth, and it hovered a mist of this resting place about the casual bench in the mystical park where I sat therein. The chirps of sparrows roamed the crisp and clean air, indurating the ground of the well-manicured and sculptured park. As the snow tiger's occasional roar is bass, the whole decor in the hollow of gravity's threshings, holding us all down. Away from the ground, it thinks to arise when authority subsides and gathers amongst the multitude of all acts thereabout. Much is made of the likes in an open plain of mystical forestry. It bustles in place because fate holds in the surprises of enthusiasm right there to keep them dancing. A stationary track of autumn's presence is wonderfully indwelled thereat, delivering kindly his verse to the surreal scene so staring at his particulars specifically and intelligently. While the bees buzzed in the pollen, It hums for so delightfully. Hasting in the spectrums of daylight is a vein most entreatable, viable, and well most definitely alive. As Mud pruned his rose garden adjacent his plot of vegetables, he noticed the ground 
almost all around, covering itself in clusters of wandering Jews, wild but assorted and manicured tulips. When the nomadic doe stands abreast in the back bush, hardly noticed, peering the fortress in the ease of all her glory. And it's the pure purple fuzz of splintering green hairs that gauges the oxygen glistering so astute at her splendor. Oblige thy taste buds when dearly looked upon around the tenth hour of the day. Altogether, it's vocalization in a mouth of abstract purposely placed here for the expressions of a lavender's molecule. For by the simplicity is it now a key, and he's starting to hold the garden to be the prize of the estate. Look, the elements, there's those hummingbirds again. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Wow, about 50 of them do that extraordinary extraordinary levitating thing they do. In the midst is the statically absolute. Thus and peculiarly do I continue to prune and collect fine twigs from the leafy twigs thereout, when at the protocols are the peripherals to ponder their sporadically poetic pastime. Do they with the greatest of ease to appease and appear in the micro-mega moments are they only moments ago? They're ingrained with the space of occupancy, and so was my mind. Sure like Jeff to see this with me at this time, prepared this part of the garden for he and I, somewhere nice, comfortable and cordial where we can walk and talk and even fly. I do fly. I love to fly the skies on the low highs of the man-made glide that as high as my feet will provide. I knock down the lies. He loves to speak, and so do I. Never have many questions for there's an innuation of understanding like a marination of calm or liquid bronze under honeysuckles of warm knowledge. Particularly, it projects a cradle in the cliff of the cleft of the dust in the crevices thereof on a granite rock. It don't stop. So I reflect upon my garden, my gifted talent. I think a man such as myself, couldn't ask for a better friend. His presence always dominates the nest anyway. I mean, I'm always taken by the smooth texture of his voice walking out loud on gravity's planes. It moves and coos and soothes like a tube of the necessary oozes of a psychedelic enhancement. Ever heard of it? Very cordial and comprehensive in retrospect. A rather mystical tongue of the added, I might say. Here, want some? Or dare to ask for it? Sorry, I got carried away. That happens practically every day. When the ease of my muse comes by my way, it enters and it smells of grace. How you like the fence? 
finished it on Monday. Took me three days. You know, when he's not around, I feel, I can't find the words, but it's been like ever since we took the first flight. I mean, I want him every day in my life. And, yes, I know he can't be here with me all the time, for he has so many other things to do. But here, God, this mud misses you. That's my piece. It's called A Day in the Life. Thanks for Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely my pleasure, as everyone's yes. pleasure it was. Dear sir. Yeah, I'm kind of shy about it, so I don't do a lot of reading, but I definitely do a lot of listening, and I really enjoyed the show tonight. All the boys was fine. You know, kudos you know, to them all. I see you there all the time listening and absolutely just it makes me smile so much um it's, well, it's, it's, nice. it's cool but i love it when i see you put your hand up i get giddy <laughs> well i don't mind putting my hand up but half the time i don't even like to hear myself talk so well we love it so and it's not all about you is it sir no it's not it's not. <laughs> You're supposed it's to say, wait, not. it is all about me. <laughs> but not in this well, case. <laughs> not in this case. Thank you, Nyla. <laughs> You're welcome, baby. We love hearing you. You read beautifully. Your poetry is amazing. And it is absolutely a treat for us when you do come on. So thank you. Thank you. I'm still a work in progress. This is Raymond Bentley. You can reach me on Facebook. That's Raymond Bentley. You can reach me on Facebook. And I'm going to say good night. All right, Raymond. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for listening. Good night. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're going to grab and see if Mama is ready to read her second piece. Are you ready, Mama? Well, can you hear me? I can. Because this, my phone is saying that I'm not even online. So oh, I've got gotcha. you. Okay, well, let me. Um, I was trying to do something different, but I, I was still looking for the pieces I had pulled up. But, okay, I'll just do, let me just go to um, Word Doc and see what I have here. Um Browse, browse. Okay. Um, I will do. Okay, let's see what this is about. (laughs) It says, call upon the gods of the Almighty. I'll just read this. I don't even know what it's about. So I must have wrote it a long time ago. Let's look over it a little bit here. Mm. I don't even know what this is about. Let me try another one. <laughs> um, so old. So talk. Ask me some questions. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you want me to, do you want me to grab someone else and come back to you again, Mama? No, because you you didn't even give me time, so evidently it was not wasn't so here I go. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna read the same one I just read. Because you didn't even comment on it. That's because we've got a ton of callers and I'm trying to keep my what comments so I can get everybody on. I'm trying to just Well you didn't give me any comment at all. So just instead of wasting time doing it over again, just go ahead and go to somebody else because um I, I did one and I couldn't find the one that's on the phone, but if I find it um Well press I'll one to get out of thing and then if you find it press one and it'll put you back in and I'll grab you. All right. All right. I love you so much, Mama. You're welcome. And you know, the feeling you're my people. heart. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you in a little bit. <clears throat> that was Vicki Aqua. You guys will bring her back on in just a little bit. Let's go ahead and grab area code 219. You are on the air. Greetings. This is Word Warrior from Chicago. Hey, how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm blessed, and you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't done any radio shows in a long time. Let's see. It's going to say, how long has it been? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> so maybe three <laughs> years. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, this is going to be a treat. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so, I'm going to try to do two. I'm going to try to do it for memory, so bear with me. Um, this first piece is called <clears throat> Extreme Favor. Going to the length above all means is the definition I reached about extreme. Excessive above all norms, being able to endure all life storms, not just privileged, not just blessed, not just acing any old test. I'm talking favor. By way of extreme, is there anyone listening that knows what I mean? Imagine being stuck in a room with nothing but darkness and tons of gloom. Sadness, depression enters your brain and nothing but negative thoughts tend to remain. Life burdens have you weighed all the way down and you want to smile but can only frown. Issues, heartaches, and reoccurring bills got you wondering if you're going to make it to the next meal. Sadness, disappointment, failure. Is there any way out? Who can relate to what I'm talking about? Then there comes change. I mean, things just get better. All of a sudden, everything just comes together. Transition, modulation. I mean, your season has changed. Now there are no more bad days and no sight of pain. The sun is shining brighter. Trouble is no more. You can see your ship coming in by the way of the shore. It's like going outside after a rough thunderstorm. Looking at the works of God, 
he can really perform. Darkness, dark days, is all a part of life. Extreme favor you'll endure if God is the head of your life and peace. Wow. That was incredible. And you did that from memory? Yes. When's the last time you read? Read oh, that it's one. it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, I'm impressed because, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> Good job on that. Thank you. Are you so going to read a second one? This. Yes, I'm going to try to do the second okay. one. Bear with me. So this piece mm-hmm. is titled, <clears throat> Positive is the Attitude. Negative is not the mood. Positive is the attitude. Negative is not the mood. Positive is the attitude. Negative is not the mood. Stay encouraged. Let your smile remain, even through your heartaches, even through your pain. Tie a knot and hang on tight with the correct mindset, you'll be all right. We are in control of our own stress. You must remember that. Even with bad news, it's the way we react. Even when things don't go our way, we must not let this disrupt our day. If we keep our head up in all situations, we give our outcome a better foundation. We must change our way of thinking. Even when it's rain, we can create sunshine and never complain. Positive is the attitude. Negative is not the mood. Positive is the attitude. Negative is not the mood. Even in our darkness, eventually there will be light because weeping endures only for one night. Everything starts with our thought process. If we think positive things, we lay negatives to rest. If today is awesome, then tomorrow will be great. This should be our way of thinking each and every day. Change your thinking, change your life. Change your mindset and everything will be all right. Change your thinking and accumulate like-minded friends and watch your outcomes of issues become better at the end. Positive is the attitude. Negative is not the mood. Positive is the attitude. Negative is not the mood. Life throws us struggle. Life throws us pain. Life throws us heartache. Life throws us rain. If we catch it and throw it back with positive thinking, we'll stay on track. Even when people are mean and often rude, guess what, y'all? We can smile because positive is the attitude. Thank you and peace. That was incredible. Happiness is a Thank choice. You. Yes. Mhm. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I have a YouTube. I'm a little rusty, but I have a YouTube. It's Word Warrior. 
Um, um, <laughs> um, Word Warrior the Poet on Facebook. So I'm just starting to get back out here and get back going with the poetry thing. I gotta get back out here. So um, Word Warrior, I'm on on YouTube and Word Warrior the Poet on Facebook and Eddie Felton Word Warrior in parentheses on Facebook. And thank you all so much. Well, now that you finally found your way back here, I think you should keep coming because when you lose your way, you see how long it takes you to come back. Yes, yes. I agree. (laughs) They say if you do something 27 times, it becomes a habit. So I'll see you for the next 27 weeks for sure. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. Oh, honey, absolute treat to hear from you. I am so glad you called in. Thank you. You have no idea. Like Christmas. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you soon, love. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 218. 218, you're on the air. Well, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I am tangled in my headphones. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, joking myself, not in a fun way. <laughs> I think that's an entirely different poem for a different show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Introduce yourself. So, my name is Mariah. Um, I go by Beautiful Blade. Mars Online, I have... Um, a piece that I'm going to try and speed through um, just because it is a little bit longer. But I actually finally convinced my buddy Silk to finally call in. He's the 937 area code. And, um, well, <laughs> I, I, I always jump on a chance to embarrass him. So, this is, I I specialize kind of in a form that I call prose letter write. Um, You were talking about prose earlier in the show, and Mm -hmm. it's like, all right. So, um, this is titled Rook. To the one I have been challenged to know. I'm sorry for springing this on you so suddenly, but I know your words hold more meaning when they are stuttered out in response to unexpected things. Honestly, I guess that might not be true. But it's hard to concentrate, and I wasn't sure how to begin. You once told me I would never be able to write you a letter as beautiful as the ones you had already read because I would never know enough about you to make it personal. And while I've never really played chess before, I have scattered my pieces and set up the game. I struggle to find my words sometimes, and you don't always know what to say, but it's been fun to stitch sentences together in a whirlwind of things we didn't know before. I bring you gifts of sour cream donuts and AAA batteries for when your halo starts to flicker, and an umbrella for when you get stuck in the rain. Run with me. Though not very far, because we both know I won't be able to keep up. There's shots at the finish line, and I will cheer you on from the sidelines. Just try not to drink too many this time. 
In the morning, we'll eat Frito pie together. With sour cream and avocado and cheese, we will write poetry on our wrists. Let the expressions make their way to our fingertips as we type out our soul. Silk, you are trapped in a blizzard that rages unseen, full of simmering anger and an unknown rage. Be careful what you say sometimes, but make sure to guard your words. Fall with me. Create snow angels beneath crooked trees and nighttime skies. Make a wish on shooting stars, and maybe one day they'll come true. What do you wish for, my satin-tongued friend? For love, perhaps, or to simply feel less alone? Cancer. I spin my web across the stars. Catch your hazel gaze in crescent moons and leave your head spinning with the bite of declarations. You are not alone and there is no need to be afraid. Ride your war horse into the dawn of battle. Speed your way across horizons and over the rising sun. We will live in the clouds, send the rain to wash away the sins of this world and dance in the eye of hurricanes. The world is written in our scars. Read between the lines and tie universes on a string. Let's throw them on evergreen. Hang our hopes on pine bows as we sing joy to the world. You are ornamental, a one-of-a-kind king who rules the dark realm of seduction. You are written in code that I cannot read, but computers have never been my thing. Instead, let me draw your outline in my palms so I can carry our friendship wherever I go. You know I get lost sometimes. Spiral down to a place where I feel so alone. Spiral with me. Not as far as the darkness, but still into the depth. Let us be alone together. Surrounded by the music of reeds and expectations as we get drunk on stolen wine. Throw away the map marked with false treasures and traps. Find hope in the goodness of this world. There is still hope in my heart, for in you I will find better days. Sincerely, a girl with royal blood, Pia. Don't call me goddess, but I will line up my queen with your king and take the board. Checkmate, my friend. Just don't ask me how to play. Pia. For the love of all that is holy, Please do not throw sausage pizza away. And beast. <laughs> so I there, absolutely there's, love there's your poetry so much. Yeah. That was incredible. I, I love writing, though. It's <laughs> you can, you can, uh, you can definitely tell. <laughs> And and you could tell that there. I mean, when you were writing that, I could tell you, you can tell that you're taking things from. They're not just abstract. You know, you can tell that there's a story there. Yeah. And I really want to know the rest of the story now. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Too awesome. Yeah, like he got he got trapped in a blizzard once, and. Um, there's there's a time where he 
like well, he he was learning to how to code, and it's like I don't know how to do that. But that's what that's what he that's what he's been doing. And getting drunk on stolen wine. We are role play partners, and we created stories together. And at that point in our role play, um, his character had just stolen a bunch of wine. And it's just, there's so much fun. And you'll have to ask him about, please do not throw sausage pizza away, because I don't remember what it stands for, but he should, because that was in his <laughs> study thing. He was supposed to study that. One should never do that. I mean, that's really good, like, life advice, really, truly. <laughs> And then, um, if you got time, I have a brevity piece titled The Cigarette, which I mentioned up earlier in the chat. Please, yes. All right. So this is The Cigarette. I watched the tranquil sizzle of smoke trailing from a lit cigarette that hangs from her lips. How I wish to be the filter. To be bathed in her ruby red red lipstick as if it were honey on my skin, sticky and sweet. With each drag, I imagine I am the smoke in her lungs, inhaled into the corners of her soul and exhaled back into eternity. I will hang around her form forever, clinging to the pores in her flesh until she stubs out the flame. Extinguishing my hope of being with her as she walks back inside. I am forlorn, left watching and waiting until she returns again. End quote. You know, if it's descriptive, I bet bet role-playing with you is fun. Oh, I sure hope so. Otherwise, all my partners have been lying to me. (laughs) I absolutely love that. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. All right. So, as I mentioned before, I go by Beautiful Blade Mars. um, I I can be found at that that name on allpoetry.com. I also have beautifulblade.poetry on TikTok. I am still locked out of my Instagram by the same beautifulblade.poetry, but I I think I'm just going to have to redo that one. (laughs) But, yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to try and call back again next week. Very cool. Please do. Please do. I really enjoy listening to you. Thank you so much. Hey, oh, and if you get a chance, why don't you jump over on my page and drop your links on there so it's easy for people to find. You all should be doing that when you read on the show. Just go over and say, hi, read on the show tonight. Here's my links. What page is that? My Facebook page. Okay. Just check. Yep. Jump over on my Facebook page and just say, hey, I was at the show. And just try to find me. Okay? Yep. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you. Bye-bye, Mariah. 
All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 937. 937, you're on the air. Hey, hey. How's everyone tonight? Hello. I'm actually, How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you all tonight? Perfect. Who is this? It's actually, um, my name is Keith uh, Kiefer, or uh, I go by uh, Silk Black Rose on allpoetry.com. I'm person, uh, <laughs> Blade has been uh, asking to call in here, and she just uh, <laughs> talking about. <laughs> so you're Mr. Winterbottom. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you. And uh, I don't think I can top uh, her. Uh, I've been still meaning to. Um, and by the way, Blade, if you're listening, it's your turn on roleplay. But uh, I don't think I can top her. I've been meaning to get her back for that poem she wrote about me. And uh, yeah, the the sausage pizza thing is about the uh, abstract networking. Uh, how they divide uh, networking into seven different levels abstract it or whatever it's, it's just an acronym so you can remember what each layer is called <laughs> but I told her so about we're not one. talking real pizza here no <laughs> somehow I'm it's very a, mildly disappointed term. <laughs> yeah me too I'd rather have real pizza too so I don't blame you but uh yeah I dug up a couple poems I guess um the first one's one of my better ones I think and uh I'll just jump right into it. This one's called uh, Dancing with Death in the Halls of Valhalla. Does the ravenous passion of my touch cause thy veins to flutter like the wings of a frightened bird? Or be it this burning caress stirs the taboo and the blood that lies between us? O oh, quietus, have I not wooed you as a lover? Built temples to you amidst the bodies littering the blasted lands of my soul. Worshipped you in the wailing agonies of my exile. Cruel maiden, still you deny me the gift of oblivion. I have been forsaken. My flesh chars, cracked and blistered, blackened and stretched over seared bones. Asgard burns, the gods lay dead by my hand. And I have failed to quench the flames of my fury in the blood of divinity. Cry unto me your salacious hungers. Sate my rage within the savagery of your streams. Kiss me, sister. Bathe my wounds in the soft satin of your lips, in the ethereal ice of your breath. Would you be the moonlight in my madness, the requiem of my ruination? And the jagged gaze that tames undying flames Be the drop that slakes the hellfire blazing within my breast Or give me death with no stars to guide my steps In peace That was beautiful Absolutely oh, beautiful you. You're welcome Was it um, Mariah that was said that my buddy is wondering if Naughty stuff is allowed. Yeah, I, was I she? Was, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering so, uh, what kind. Of, I don't really write a lot of like super. Well, I do write naughty, but I don't go over the line usually. So, <laughs> so would you have considered that one naughty? Um, mildly. 
Yeah, okay. Just and just testing the gauge there. If you ever okay. read one that's too much, I will tell you. Okay. My okay. second one's a little bit naughty. So. Okay. In a vampiric way, I kind of I like, I like to write a lot of vampire stuff. Oh, who doesn't like teeth? Come on. <laughs> it's actually entitled because I just wrote it, and I haven't actually thought up a title for it yet. But uh, Okay. I'll go ahead and read this one. Okay. Let me pull it up here. The blood of your fetish runs the serrated edges of my fantasy. Crimson sucker that paints oblivion in scintillating shades of cascading suicide. I weave the stardust of my veins in aspiring temples of desolate hunger. Where the wings of your passion glide on ethereal moonfire. Quick silver serenades that haunt these devil eyes. Bleeding your songs upon my tongue, sirens to my sable heartbeats consume me black flame as I steal the lights of heaven to adorn the midnight of your hair. Dribble your sacred saliva across my lips so I may taste destiny in your wounded sighs, cutting my fangs in the cream of your flesh, delving deep your darkest desire. Penetrating the gates of Eros as I swallow your harlotous moans. Plucking orgasms like grapes that gush betwixt my teeth with every bite. Salivating surrender, you sunder. Offering thy blood and salacious sobs of unrequited lust. While I feast upon the passion of our unholy trust. In peace. Flesh of Fantasy is the title of that poem. Is what? Flesh of Fantasy is the title of that poem. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this is a Billy Idol. I don't know. Well, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Probably subconsciously <laughs> that was in my head. Of course, he would make a pretty hot vampire. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. That was Billy Idol. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my darling. It is absolutely awesome to hear you read that. That was incredible. I'm really glad you called in, and now that you've read, you're no longer a virgin on the show, now you're family. So I'm hoping that you will call back in and... He masquerades as a vampire on all poetry. Mm. Okay, so yeah, I hope that you guys will call back in every week (laughs) and share with us again. All right, I'll do my best. I'm sure Mars will drag me on. So So why does does Mariah call you Silk? Oh, I go by that on... uh on allpoetry.com. That's where uh, you can find me if you want to see all my poetry. I've got like 800 poems up there or something like that. But uh, And, uh, yeah, on allpoetry.com uh, is where I'm at under the pseudonym Silk Black Rose. It's also kind of the title of my role-play character. Like Mars says, I do a lot of role-play on there as a, a vampire and different things. So it's always fun. Very cool. 
All right, sweetheart. Give everyone your Facebook page if you would. Again, please. Oh, I'm not on. I don't. Well, I have Facebook. But I don't really use it very much. Uh, I'm don't use it. On okay. allpoetry.com, and uh, also go by Silk Black Rose on Instagram, I guess. Okay. All right. As long as they can find okay. you. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and Mariah. Thank you for talking him into calling in. It was a pleasure, both of you, and we will see you next week. All right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, our next caller comes from area code 732. 732, you're on the air. <clears throat> How much time do I have? Uh, we've got, let me see. Now, now. One, two, time? three, four, How five, six, time? seven. Here we go. We have seven we callers and 15 minutes left I, in the show. Uh, you guys. How much time do I have to read? I don't know, just read. Guys, oh boy. Go, go. Out of the cradle, endlessly rocking. Out of the mockingbird's throat, the musical shuttle. Out of the nine-month midnight, over the sterile sands and the fields beyond where the child leaving his bed wandered, alone, bareheaded, barefoot, down from the showered halo. Up from the mystic play of shadows twining and twisting as if they were alive. Out from the patches of briars and blackberries. From the memories of the bird that chanted to me. From the memories, sad brother. From the fitful rising and fallings I heard. From under that yellow half moon, late risen and swollen as if with tears. From those beginning notes of yearning and love there in the mist. From the thousand responses of my heart never to cease, from the myriad sense aroused words. From the words stronger and more delicious than any, from such as now they start the scene revisiting, the flock twittering, rising or overheard passing. Born hither here all eludes me hurriedly, a man yet by these tears, a little boy again, throwing myself on the sand, confronting the waves. I, chanter of pains and joys, uniter of here and hereafter, taking all hints to use them, but swiftly leaping beyond them, a reminiscent thing. I need to practice that. Got time for one more? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Lighten up. I'm not. I'm not fun. saying much, so you guys have time to. <laughs> what else? It's you know, I need to practice these things. Have you seen Dylan's dog? It's got wings. It can fly. If you speak of it to him, the only it's the only time Dylan can look you in the eye. Have you held Dylan's snake? It rattles like a toy. It sleeps in the grass. It coils in his hand. It hums and it strikes out. When Dylan cries out, when Dylan cries out, have you pressed to your face Dylan's bird, Dylan's bird? It lies on Dylan's hip. It trembles inside of him. It drops upon the ground. It rolls with Dylan round. It's the only one who comes when Dylan comes. Have you seen Dylan's dog? It's got wings. It can fly. When it lands like a cloud, it's the only one allowed to look Dylan in the eye. 
Republicans have to, you know, figure out. Who cares about the apathy conspiracy? Who knows it's rumored to be infiltrated with contemporary complacency? And who doesn't want and who can't defeat their needs? What's the difference? Why bother doing what you do? Be overrun from either side of indifferent disposition. Why, why, why won't you? Why won't you? Why should anyone? These are all, you know, disconnected. Since I'm here, I might as well keep, you know, rehearsing. This is great. Going down a death, demons descend, pitied pleas of an exiled beast, beast selling itself as the lesser of three evils. We've disemboweled the creator's image, mirrored in a forsaken reflection, and as a god unto a god, a fallen martyr of a distingu- of a once distinguished order. Hey, thanks. I need, yeah. And how are you? <laughs> You're and welcome. How is... No, thank you for giving me the chance to work this stuff out. It needs a little bit of practice and all that good things. Are we at peace from within? We are. Tell everyone how to find you, love. <laughs> oh, um, check out a new band called Airport 77. And check out a band called The Sins. C-Y-N-S, because her name is Cindy. That'd be pretty cool. That's all. Um, Airport 77 is garnishing some wonderful attention. And I'm on all that dumb stuff. Um, Instagram. Instagram is, I get credited, whatever, I credited for, you know, Hellbook. What's the other one? Twitter. Twitter's pretty neat. Um, everything's on all the social medias. So just punch my name in, and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff, archive.org. I would say if you're looking for new music, you want something, you know, wonderful, I would say check out Airport 77. If you want something more introspective, check out a band called The Push Puppets. Airport 77, they're wonderful. And if you want something very East Coast and and very um, very East Coast, I would check out the Sins C Y N S. They're the newest addition to the label, and she's a monster. She's very poetic, and you know it's got an alternative female male counterpoint vocal, which in the East Coast it's very you know, rock and roll. But it really stems from, say, the Jefferson Airplane, which was folk. Or if you, you know, equate it to X from L.A., well, there you go. It's really, you know, the Jefferson Airplane did that first with a male and female, no counterpoint vocal line. But the Sin, C-Y-N-S, yeah, they're they're a hoot. So there. Awesome. I promote myself when, when you can get people good new music. Did I grind enough? All right, Gregory. Does your show come with a dental program? No. A dental dental drinking thing? I'm full of beer. And we just went to Dennis's library thing. He wishes, he says hello. He says hello. Okay, thanks for the the rehearsal time. Do I owe you anything? You are very welcome. And we will talk to you next week, Gregory. (laughs) 0.01. Streaming rate and people complain about that. You got to be kidding me. Most musicians are retarded. Thank you. 
yeah, tonight, honey. I, you know, no, I need to. Yeah, of course. I get to, you know, practice and stuff. I need some work. Be at peace, right? You're okay? We're okay. We'll talk to you soon, sweetie. Yeah, I want to keep listening to the, to the rest of the last couple minutes. So. Yeah. I don't know what All to right, do. Good. I won't hang for anything. I'll just, I'll mute you. It's, it's good. <laughs> Thanks, please, babe. Please, just, please, just be at peace. This is terrible. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Oh, okay. Um, and he- hello, N- N- Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. Okay. Just okay. let everybody um, know we are going to be going into archives. I am going to get you all on the air. Um, because of the time constraint, I am going to have to switch everyone to one poem, and I apologize for that, but I just want to make sure I'm able to get you all on. So... Noreen, if you want to do one of yours and one of Gary's, that would be awesome. Okay, okay. And um, and for um Gary's, um, it's Boston success. Okay. A determined horse named Don created some miraculous feathers. He soared with the eagles until he lost sight of the earth. He joined the falling stars, disappearing in the moonlit night. The end. That was beautiful. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. And and the one I got for I have for me is my view as I write this poem outside. The cloudy sky surrounding me, trees blowing gently to the wind. The grass and the plants are lying low. The wheelchair ramp just waiting here patiently. They all are acting like they're waiting for something. It's as if they're saying. Where's your teddy bear, darling? We sure do miss him sitting out here. We sure miss him, and so do I. But wait a second. Can't you smell his presence? Feel his aura? Yes, he is here, my teddy bear, darling. The end. Yes, yes, he is. Yes. Of that, I I have no doubt. I, I know he was here with me. When um when we had the hurricane and and I, I was and I finally went in the bathroom and I took everything with me inside in the bathroom and I and um and I and I could, I felt like he was right there. So did you? Oh, I can ask you that later. We got callers waiting. I'm glad you're okay. safe. Yes, and I, I loved am. your poems. Tell everyone how to find you, Noreen. Okay, you can find Gary Knight. You can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can also um, find us on Gary and Noreen Snyder. dot dot com front slash poetry, and you can also find us on. Um, you can find Gary on um, 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 ReverbNation.com, um, dot com. You can find him on um, Facebook.com, and then you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and um, PoetryPoem.com. And you can also find us on the Poetry Club, and I do the um, the Facebook Live every Saturday at um, 5 o'clock. And plus, um, I do the Have a Chat with Poet Noreen, and you can um, it'll be on this October the 17th. And, and my guest will be Honey Parker, and then next month it will be um, be you, Nyla. Instead of you, me interviewing you, you're going to interview me. 
I am. Yes. All right, sweetheart. Okay, and you can find us on here, too. Oh, and then, I, then I'm having another interview. Um, uh, um, um, Dan Boyd, um, he, he found me on LinkedIn. And, um, oh, yes, you can find me on LinkedIn. But I'm just started getting back into it again. And he found me on LinkedIn, he, and he he does a podcast called the, um, the, um, he's going to relaunch it. Uh-oh. The, um. The chronic, the Boyd, the chronic, the Boyd Chronicles. Oh, I, I'm probably got it mixed up. If I did, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> and it You're was, fine, um, baby. Okay, it's called um. Oh. The the boy the Boyd Chronicles podcast. He's gonna relaunch it. Very cool. So and he and he is for the seniors. So um that's um who he does it for, the senior citizens. So so I'll let y'all know Perfect. what what happens with that tomorrow. Perfect. All right, yes. sweetheart. Appreciate you so much and thank you for okay. sharing those. Okay, you you're welcome. Okay, um, th- th- thank you for letting us be on here. You're welcome, baby, and we'll and, talk and, to you next week. And thank week. you for everything you do. Okay, okay. Thank you for everything you guys do. Thank you for being so important to us. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. Okay, you, you have a great night. You too. Okay, okay, thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Well, hello. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm glad I caught you before you went away tonight. I'm glad you're able to make it on, sweetie. Okay. So we have one poem. Okay, let me pick mm-hmm. one. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll do this one. Uh, I, just, I just reached back for something that I wrote. That was kind of fun to do, but it was true. Called Poetry Competition. Is illuminating truth the true poet's mission? If so, how do you win a poetry competition? Do you go on a rant, throw subtlety aside, let the snaps and the claps take your mind for a ride? Do you forget about shaping, rhythm, and timing and rely on a beat and incessant rhyming? Or take too much iron through mind-bending twists as the audience despairs to their fist. If your entry is made by a written submission, had you better first learn the editorial mission of judges who will like you for saying what they mean, and those who can do it can come away clean with a win, a prize, and a critical acclaim of a sponsor whose contest exalts his own name. And here lies a poem, all crumpled, undone, Erased from my documents, it wouldn't have won. This one spoke the truth of impressive erudition, but alas, it lost out to a poetry competition. And all. <laughs> Love it. Great job on that, sweetheart. No doubt. 
Yeah, it's, it's a fun little poem, and I mean every word of it. You, uh, the poem kind of dates itself where it mentions my documents. Remember when you had on your computer, your computer, my documents? Mm-hmm. I still, I use it, I use it every week on my show. I still do that. I still have a PC. I know most people don't anymore, but yep, I do. So I am Doug Curry, now known on Facebook as Douglas Curry. Oh, Mm -hmm. this morning I grandfathered again. My my son has a new child. And uh, congratulations! That's awesome. Last time I looked, it was like 150 people on my page wishing them well. So that was gratifying. And wow. uh, we're, in the mi- we're in the middle of rehearsing a new play. And this is really, really crazy. I will post, post it and, and give people a chance to at least know about it. I don't know if we'll get a uh, video of it or anything, but I'll at least let you know what's going on. But anyway, I'm known on... Facebook is Douglas Curry since Doug Curry got hacked and forever went to Never Neverland and uh, known on uh, allpoetry.com as Manchild A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99 that's where the majority of poems that I write wind up I also went back and found I used to go on a site called writerscafe.org and have a bunch of stuff there that I just found out how to access again once again, when, the, when an account got shut down. So that's where the original Manfield 99 is. So if you go on Writer's Cafe, you can find some of my earlier work under that name. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Love you so much. I'm glad you were able to make it on, and we will talk to you next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody take care. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes, yes, Naira. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing, Granville? I am fine. I am fine. What do you have for us tonight? I have this poem which is called... The vanity of things. There is no preparing for tomorrow. It is a hit and miss situation. No two days are the same. Men rise and fall like the flower. Tomorrow is new to us all. And what danger yonder looks the element of surprise assails us stoically it is ongoing persistent repetitious and monotonous what hopelessness becomes our task troubles sit upon our brow the mantle we carry, we would rather prepare and fail than fail to prepare. So we employ prudence of the we employ the prudence of the ant 
and go about our duties in robot, in robotic fashion, and it raises down. It raises down. And we grow tired forever anticipating our fears. We are won't to die. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. I am glad you hung in there and shared that one with us. So do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Hey, people, you can find me, Granville John Hedrington, Facebook, Instagram, and go to Nilo page. I promise you I'm going to put my stuff up there two weeks ago, and I still haven't done so. But I'll get to it. I'm a... I, I do things slowly. That is why I write so well. <laughs> I think. <laughs> anyway... People, follow me, and I mean that sincerely. Follow me, and I have three books, which I don't speak much of. But they are all called Grand v- I mean, they are called Poetry for Thought, Volume 1, 2, and 3. Poetry for Thought. Just look for that name. And you see Granville Hedrington, and apply there, Thank you very much. Perfect. You are very welcome, Granville. And we will talk to you next week. God willing. God willing, my dear. All God right. Will be Thanks, done. sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So we do have area code 903, Eric, 903, and 216, Mama. If either of you had something you wanted to read, 903, Eric, why aren't you reading? Why haven't you pressed one? 903. I'm going to check with him. Do I do this? Hey, Eric. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing? Are you reading tonight? Yeah, I am. I'm on a road trip still waiting to get home. But I'm not driving, uh-huh. so I can read my phone real quick. I had to make sure it was okay. okay. I have my boss and coworkers, too. Hi, All right, Bob. give me Hi, two co-worker. seconds. Pull it up. <laughs> yeah. You got my headphones in right now. Hang on. A second. Here we go. All right. This is my newest one. Uh, it's actually a prompt. Uh, Nightmares, which is like the origins of nightmares. So there's a whole lot of different ones. But anyways, here we go. Nightmares by Eric Shulman. After lying down to sleep, trying to obtain some much-deserved rest, waiting, wanting, and hoping, quick, fast, deep asleep, unfortunately and surprisingly, instead, Mayor came to visit sitting on my chest, suffocating me with his pulsating, fearful, terrific, horrific, anxious, and hellacious worlds and scenarios, sensations, evermore, evilly, energetically, ecstatic, forevermore, ferociously facetious, nevermore seizing, appeasing, releasing, cursed me like Poe's obsessive for, or supposed to be, sorry, cursed me like Poe's obsessive love for Lenore, 
bored bores doing core chores, more gory lore, crematory, your demitory, tore me apart, bashed me out on and through bloody vaulted doors, floors, doors, ghastly, vastly, lastly, and steadfastly, pouring pores, spores, and into my poorly wilted warrings, soaring, shrieking, roars, sworn sleepless snores, ensnaring, scaring, daring, tearing, stories, caring, tearing, and pairing me as it's ragdoll, caved, depraved, graved, gave, enslaved, as it's afterlives, diabolical, symbolical, parabolical, and apostolical glimpses, SMPs. <laughs> Loved it. Thank you so much. Sorry for You're the edit mess up, but that's all right. Uh, thanks no, for having perfect. me. Sorry, uh, it's taking forever to come on. With, with oh, that's on, okay. Uh, it's okay. I just didn't, your hand was enough, yeah. and I didn't want to. I didn't want to not Missed have you come on if you were wanting to come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we stopped at a couple gas stations too. So. But I did put myself on mute when we stopped. But we're about to be home like 20 minutes. So. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I checked with you. So. All right. So we'll yeah, see you next so week, Yes, you definitely should. Perfect. I'll be. I think we lost him. We did lose him. All right, you guys. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am so glad that you guys were all here tonight. It's been a fantastic evening. Lots of surprises, lots of new callers, lots of people who've been away for a while and came back and read. All of our favorites. Just an amazing night. Absolutely amazing night. So I am going to close the show with... I better not do that because he might be reading that next week. All right, let's do King's Cadence. Let's dance. Good night, everybody. In my dreams we dance. Your hands finding comfort inside of mine. This soon timeless, the look of love gracing your lips is just priceless. Skies scattered to not matter as you approach me. Arms with opening, tunnel visions increase with distance. But I'm focusing, may I have this Atlantic star moment With a replay of always Holding you straight to a stairway to heaven Cheek to cheek with the OJs And there's something in my heart as I Michelle lay you down, then the deal is made I bang, bang, gotcha I adore me, I'm color me bad I'm Patrice Russian, you forget me not I lick so gentle, abbreviated LSG, my body on your body Skin silk, smooth, meeting in my bedroom Will be naughty, going deep, driving your black streets Who's stressing the sweat, nobody Put the phone on silent, I'll keep it You'll need to escape my little secret now Let's dance, let's dance